the college experience. Jantin Base Top 25 edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to bet to get on all the college basketball and NBA action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is your home for college basketball futures. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. Prop swaps available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use the promo code SGP and you get a hundred percent deposit bonus for up to a hundred dollars. That's propswap.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Burrow, makers of the internet's favorite sofa. Get $75 off your purchase and free one week shipping at burrow.com slash SGP. That's B U R R O W.com slash SGP for $75 off at Burrow. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Experience. My name is Kobe Swinging Dantabase Dant, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Terrible Australian accent. I'm still learning this thing. Just let it ride, baby. I'm in LA. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get us. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to a class. It's not gonna get any better. Speech class. Just need to own it. Own (laughs) the fact. That's not a pick. This is a pick. It's getting a little better. Hi, mate. That's not a pick. This is a pick. It's it's, it's almost there. <laughs> it's need to drink more wine. Yeah, that's right. right. And if you're wondering who the other voice is on the other side of this nonsense, it is the legendary mm-hmm. Titan of Tecmo, mm. the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, Charles Shaw, two buck Chuck, a drinking. Yes, yes, James Madison stinking. Mm. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag, Patty C, and the place to be. Hi, oh, boom, boom, boom. Major Mud's howling here. Jumping in on the action as usual. He knows. I'm loving his- it. Part of the routine. I'm loving it, buddy. Woo, buddy. I'm just, I mean, I look, I don't like to uh, just like get out there and brag a little bit, but I do. I do also. Yeah. But, um, you could have fooled me, buddy. I, I mean, <laughs> Pretty just much every chance you get, you're throwing it up. I, there. You gotta throw that BDE up in the air. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just coming in hot off the presses, hot off. The, it's March. All right. I'll tell you what we do in March leap year. Just start. I decided to start a little early. There you go. Decided to start a little early. I well, let me see here. Lockwise, I've had what one, 
two, three. Do I dare say four? Is it four? Yep, four. Five. How far back can I go is the question, huh? Six. All you're doing right now is counting, so I have no idea what the seven? fuck you're talking about. Seven? I think you can go farther. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, all right. Seven days in a row I've had a winning record Ooh. on locks. Smoky. Something happens when March comes around. It's something in the air. Mm. Dantabase. I refer to myself in third person. I'm that much of a douchebag, right? <laughs> Dantabase just starts to feel better about life. He wakes up with a little charm, a little pep in the old step. That's right. The nature boy is out and about. He's feeding the birds. I am feeding the birds. The rabbits are coming up to him, rabbits, crawling around. Exactly. Squirrels on his shoulder. Rabbits bring me carrots. Boom. All right. You like the carrots, don't you? Right. Squirrels bring me nuts. <laughs> you like those too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Buddy, I'm red fucking hot this weekend. Yeah. Red you fucking are cooking, hot. Cooking gambling. with oil. I mean, look. I mean, I just know what I'm talking about. You? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing over there. I got a winning record still, buddy. <laughs> I know. All of us just coming on strong, I'm, I'm dude. 12 and 7 on As the weekend. As a collective, we are just on fire this weekend. Yeah. That's why you should tune in to the college you're experience. You're sitting at what? Uh, 14 and 3 for the weekend? Yeah. Good Lord. ATS 14 and 3, and that's not including an XFL play of the, of the New York Guardians money line at plus 265. Boom. <laughs> oh man. Hey, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Ride the hot hand. I Nick Nick uh, NC Nick still got it going. He was cooking real hot fire, but I think you're catching up. You know, you're I, turning the heat up. It's that time. I have a switch in me. You know what I mean? I'm like Reggie Miller in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, he could be maybe one for 12. Clutch Colby. <laughs> he could be one for 12 in the first three quarters. Yeah. Fourth quarter though, boom. Nine of ten from from deep water. You know what? Your uh, your nineteen ninety two Herndon Optimus Hoosiers, Colby Dant hot. Mm. Let me tell you what, Colby Dant is an eight year old, at one of the wettest strokes in yeah. the whole league. I used to ball. I used to ball. Colby would light it up. We had a little thing. If only I never met alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things would have gone a lot differently. Uh. I couldn't shoot for shit. I'm, I had the. I was you can play the, D. I was one of the kids that uh, would slam the ball at the bottom of the underside uh, of the rim because I was too short and I just didn't have the technique. But I would steal the ball probably eight to ten times a game. So Colby and I had a routine as eight year olds where I would steal the ball, kick it out to Colby on the wing, and he'd <laughs> and splash it. Then we just we had a shit team other than the two of us. We did, we did. And we still made, but we never out. lost by ninety six. That's true. Things have gotten worse. ever since we met alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> Things have gotten worse. Uh, how are you, buddy? Life's good, man. Life is fucking grand. I was sitting there Saturday morning. I had XFL. I had alcohol. I had fucking college basketball. And I'm almost caught up on all, all the bullshit in life. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a, take a load off, kick my feet up. And I just... You also had it on the 1993 Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. I'm Pittsburgh Steelers playoffs. That's what I love about you, buddy. That's what it. Sh that's what life should be. Yeah. We, like Colby and I's dream is to have like twelve TVs. Yeah. Right. All we sit there and analyze. Yeah. I don't even need to be current. We could, I could watch Thurman Thomas highlights. Yeah. And say, hey man, this motherfucker was nasty. That's right. You know, and it's all relevant because you're making comparisons. You're fucking, and that helps you project 
and you're fucking reliving the glory days. Yeah. Now, when Garth Brooks goes to Buffalo, is he going to wear a Thurman Thomas jersey? <laughs> well, if someone runs for uh, president in 2034, he'll have. Tell me that's not the best sto- sports story of the year. I mean, morons. <laughs> morons are uh, ever present. I don't even care what your political stance is. Right. This is hilarious. Right. He goes to Michigan, I think Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Plays a concert. Wearing the most legendary sports figures jersey in the history of <laughs> Detroit, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why he was wearing that jersey. <laughs> you think? Um, and they think it's a Bernie Sanders 2020. A, yeah. That's the best part. Is his jersey number is 20, so it fits the year 20. Well, yeah, that fucking is fucking. It could have been Billy amazing, Sims, but yeah, it could have been Billy Sims. <laughs> but the fact it was Barry Sanders because Bernie Sanders yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah. gold. You would think that's though, absolute gold. Garth Brooks and look, I don't want to paint with a broad, too broad of a stroke here, but pretty much all of Texas and wherever Garth Brooks is from, presumably <laughs> Texas, is gonna vote for Donald Trump. So. And all of country music is about the shit that uh, Trump voters are into. So that's the last thing you would think Garth Brooks would want to do is <laughs> yeah, alienate all yeah. of his fans. <laughs> but they're so fucking stupid. And look, Democrats are stupid too. So no, not, everyone's fucking retarded. There's a bunch of fucking idiots. But out the there. point is, it's absolutely hilarious that you can even co-sign. Like, if one of your heroes thinks differently than you, you hate him. You dis you, you disown them immediately. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I can't believe you wore that shirt. <laughs> fucking I hate you. Hilarious. I've been following you on tour for 30 years. Yeah. But now I hate you. <laughs> well, it's like, the, it's like, uh, what's the other kid? Bloomberg has the, the, the Tim Duncan ad. Yeah. Tim Duncan's like, I'm, I, you know, I support Bloomberg. He helped me out in the Virgin islands. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I could give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more power to you. Yeah. I support your freedom to vote for whoever the fuck you want, but why are you on a commercial? Yeah. Why is, do I care? Are you trying to buy cheap votes of people that are like, hey, I love the Spurs. I'm going to vote for whatever Tim Duncan or David Robinson want to vote but for. But you know what? There are enough dumbasses out there that he's probably getting some bang for his buck there. That's fucking wild. That's yeah. absolutely wild. Look, I mean, short of short of like Jessica Alba coming over to me and saying, on like walking in the voting booth and saying, hey, I'll give you a blowjob right after you vote yeah. for uh, Bernie Sanders or whoever the hell, right? Adolf Hitler I'll, himself could yeah. be on stage, and if Jessica Alba came <laughs> yeah. over and offered you a blowjob, she's job, got my vote. Right. Yeah, he's got my vote. Right. I, I, dude, I could give a fuck at that point. Are you kidding me? But I'm saying, <laughs> sure, sure enough. But I'm saying like that. That's it. That's it's got to be. It's like police academy, where he's in the booth. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what has to essentially happen. Right. You can't like come over and say, "Well, if you go there and do this." Like a commercial, really, is right. going to buy my my vote? Right. Well, you're. I say this, you know. Don't take this to heart. You're not that big of an idiot. You're a fucking <laughs> moron. Right. But you're not rest of America stupid. So. <sighs> and just, look, we want to. Now, now I, I will we say, we are the common idiot. That's what our show is. We wait, but if Jerry Glanville idiot. did a commercial, but you guys are dumbass. Maybe, fucks maybe I'm if full. You're getting influenced by that shit. Maybe I'm full of shit though. Because if Jerry Glanville did a commercial. Yeah. Saying I vote for. Yeah. You know, See, they're just not pulling the right strings. Yeah, maybe that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm lying. Because Jerry Glanville after a win today. You'd be like, you know what? I think he's right. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about Jerry Glanville. After 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 his his Tampa shut Bay out. Vipers defense. That that defense's been playing good all year. Yeah. They shut out the DC defenders. Uh so they got their first win. Yeah. 
And Jerry Glanville on tonight's win says we couldn't go. Oh, and four, that would have been zero and four. If they had lost that game, he goes at Oh, and four, I'm not welcome at Outback steakhouse. So we shut them out, held them scoreless. If this don't get me a free bloom and onion, then I don't know what will. <laughs> hey, the man is a man of the people as well. I gotta be honest. So if, 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 if Glanville's on, on, on the television yeah. talking about, Hey, well, uh, you know, vote for uh fucking Gary Coleman. Right. And he says a speech like that. Maybe I vote. Yeah. I think about it. Well, let me tell you what, this is why we love Colby D. Let, let me tell you who I was. I liked all the douchebags, right? I wasn't like, I didn't like like the Shawn Michaels level douchebag. I wasn't that guy, but I liked like macho man, Randy Savage. That was my kind of mm, guy. Mm. Hot shot. Give me a little Brett, the Hitman heart. Some of these uh, cool guys. A, I wasn't down with heart. Well, he became a douchebag later, but when he was like, when it was like 1989, 1990, Bret Hart was still the fucking man. I, I mm. knew a douchebag mm. when I saw one in terms <laughs> of like fucking, uh, you know, but then Colby always, no, I, I appreciated Ric Flair in the moment too. Don't okay. get me wrong. That was a common thread that I think most Americans that weren't complete douchebags fucking appreciated. was Ric Flair was glorious. You know, he he was a national. It's impossible to not love Ric Flair. To not appreciate what he was doing there. Because he was dominating wrestling. A lot of people say, like, if you don't like dogs, I don't trust you. If you don't like Ric Flair, I don't trust you. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So I appreciate the fact that you like these characters and Jerry Glanville being. Well, as a kid, I remember Jerry Glanville before he even got to Atlanta. Yeah. I remember being a huge fan of Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Not because of, you know, Oh, the, the because of not because of too legit to quit, but yeah, because, because of, of he was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and he was a great, a great quotes like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that stands for not for long. Remember he told the ref yeah, that. That's right. A lot of shit like that. He's got you know personality. What I mean? He's got a shit ton of personality, which is what is missing from the game today. They won't let him dress the way they want. Look, you got fucking who is it? Mike Nolan uh, on yeah. the 49ers a while back wanted to wear a business suit. They won't even, it has to be so fucking dude. When did that happen though? Because Jerry Glanville used to look like he used to wear a trench coat coaching games. You know yeah. what I mean? He looked like, like Johnny cash coaching right. games. Right. Dude, we looked, we went back and we looked at, um, bum Phillips. Uh, the dude is wearing like, <laughs> he's wearing like a cow, cow right. skin jacket. Right. You know what I mean? And a cowboy hat and a huge belt buckle and yeah, blue he pants. He looked like he just got off of a horse. <laughs> like he just came out of a fucking bar. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a Texas bar. Right. You know what I mean? Like just a fucking OG. Yeah. That that's what sucks though, is why is shit like that implemented? Why does everyone want it to be the same? Yeah. Why is there a standard on coaching? Let us have a little fun. The I even like the old better. school sweaters. Like J- Joe Gibbs used to rock the old school Redskin sweater. Yeah. They had the cool hats with the stripes, yeah. all funky 70s, 80s looking. Look. Every coach had their style. Right. And th- that's what America was. That, that was cool. You're right. The homogenization of America. Whoa. You like that? Is that, a, is that an ice cream flavor or a company something, or something? What something is that? To that uh, is I, I don't know what related. you just dropped on me over here. <laughs> uh, Homogenization. There it is. In space, where at you, do you do you land at a at a homogenization? You, you land at a homogenization <laughs> station. Um, that is wine talking to me. Uh, uh, the whitewashing. The fucking. Uh, yeah. Everything about America. Look, the internet and the outreach of like cable TV across the country. I mean, obviously that was the case back then, but the country was more regional back then. I wanted to return to that in a way. Anyway, we digress a little bit. 
We um, never digress. That's true. We're always talking exactly about what we should be. Speaking of the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, 25 to nothing. Shout out of the DC defenders. Um, what the hell is going the on? The offense in- had been putting up yardage, but had not been able to convert it into points up until now. <laughs> Get this guy. Oh, guy. I mean, <laughs> that guy's belt buckle. Jerry Glanville's belt buckle. I'm showing him a That's photo. That's a shield. Of- Look at this guy, though. He's he a fucking legend. Look at this guy. Yeah, that's Johnny Cash. That right? is a fuck. That is why it's amazing. Why couldn't they have kept Brett Favre? Why couldn't it have been Andre <laughs> Rison, Brett Favre, Deion Sanders? He's trying to fight somebody. And Jerry Glenville. I love it. I love it. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Uh, I hate everything, dude. Why? Why? Why do they got to look at this How motherfucker? About Dude, that's Mink. He's rocking <laughs> Mink. He's a thug. Uh, a Mink trench coat. Oh man, um, that's a that's on a sideline of a football game. That's not <laughs> like walking down the street. That's plush. That puts Joe Namath to fucking shame. Okay, bum. Bum's a man. Bum's the man. Yeah, he just he definitely definitely uh, just round up a few horses, broke a few horses. <laughs> uh, look, Tampa Bay. Can you stop over there? I know. I'm saying. I'm sorry, Bum Phillips. Yeah. Okay, Tampa man. Bay turned it on. Quentin Tampa Flowers quits Bay the team. Apparently, he was the cancer of the team. Two running backs over 100 rushing yards. What is going on in D.C.? Quarterback, Pep Hamilton's 24 of 31. Was, and that's Cornelius, right? Yeah. God. The offense is clicking, and then on the What's other side going of the ball. Cardell Jones has turned, all of a sudden turned into a hot pile of steam and shit. 41%, 9 of 22 passing, no touchdowns. Their leading receiver was a running back. Pathetic. Uh, so he's checked down. He's checking down every They time. only had 13 rushing and 10. How many plays did they even play on offense here? <laughs> really horrible. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty horrible. bad performance by DC. Now, you did see uh, Landry Jones uh, through just like 40 interceptions. and Yeah, Landry Jones, I believe, had three interceptions. Great clip we're going to put over on Sports Gambling Podcast Instagram of, a, of a, after the third interception. What, they cut to the XFL's players. And uh, the roughneck goes, uh, you better take out fucking uh, Landry Jones or something. Take him out. Take him out of the fucking game or something like that. Yeah, like one of the I defensive saw, backs said so, something shit. to that extent. I forget what it, what it was said, but I I'll didn't put get it up. to see it. I saw I saw them all like gathered together talking shit, but I didn't. I couldn't hear the clip. But uh, yeah, Landry Jones actually. Aside from that, decent game. Twenty five thirty eight, only two hundred yards, which means he is he checked had a down fumble McGee. and and like a lot of interceptions, man. Three he, picks. He, he QB rating of fifty five point three. Uh, PJ Walker on the other side of the ball, twenty five of 41, 61 completion percentage. Not amazing, but did have seven. Oh, I guess that's not that many. Seventeen rushing yards. Had a rushing touchdown, I believe, or a two point conversion or something, or three point conversion. He still looked good. Trust me, I watched the game. And then uh, the Battle Hawks took care of business in St. Louis. Right now, you want to talk about a dude that is going to challenge uh, for the MVP, Jordan Tamu, uh, twenty to twenty-seven, two hundred sixty-four yards, sixty-three rushing yards on sixteen attempts on this season. He has through four games a hundred eighty-six rushing yards. That is yeah about fifty, almost fifty yards a game from your quarterback. Um, He's on, doing it. He's doing it. Those fans are doing it. Yeah. Battlehawk Mafia, they're QB doing it. rating of 105.9 for the season so far. That's your MVP right there. Exactly. exactly. He stands only 5'11", 214. Stout. Well, check us out. Yeah. 
I want to go through all this, but look, it's March 1st. We should be talking about something else, shouldn't we? There's a certain elephant in the room. Well, should we should we skip this uh, L.A. New York thing? That was a good game. That's the one I got to watch. That was the most a good of. game. I like L.A. New York having a little rivalry. Um, if 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 L.A. could kick a field goal, they would have won twenty to seventeen. Lots of lead changes in this game. Uh, fucking Josh Johnson, three hundred thirty passing yards. Nice fucking day for him in a losing effort. They New York could- turning their season around. Started zero and two, two and zero now. It's interesting. Uh. Let's just talk college basketball right yeah, now. We'll, we'll dive into that shit later. We we gotta, go. This is March. It's time for March Madness. Yeah. I'm fucking excited. Woo. For the first part, dude, you know, I'm always excited watching college basketball. Yes. But this weekend, it hit me. Throughout the week, it hit me. There was a chill in the room. Mm. Chill in the air. Chill wherever I was, Patty C. Mm. All right? College basketball. Just, it, it, it got there. It got there. I was, I felt like I was in March. It woke you up. Well, let me tell you what my attention was diverted away from some of the XFL uh, magic because there was a big one for my personal interests being played out. And not only that, it was a fucking excellent game. Now you tell me, right. Am I just so much more familiar with Virginia players or are they, is the nation more familiar with Virginia players like they are with Duke players, et cetera, et cetera, just because everyone saw them play throughout last year. I, I know basically every player on Virginia. Yeah. And as like each player adds a little more to their game and it allows them to become a team that had been losing close games early in the season. Now, like we said, they played enough of them. They're getting good at winning them. Every player is finding a little element of their game that, they're, they're a fucking super interesting team for me to watch personally. And I don't know if it's the case for you as well, but the, uh, I'll, I'll say like Tony Bennett, I was, I talked to my father tonight. We were talking a little college hoops. Yeah. And I was saying, man, Tony Bennett has done like the greatest. I don't want to, I, I don't want to say you should get coach of the year because I think it's hard. If San Diego state goes like 35 and one. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to say, Hey, yeah. I mean, teams didn't even have him in the top 25. Yeah. That's an amazing season. Um, And Dayton, what Dayton's doing and even what Kansas, uh, but fuck Kansas. They paid their players. We know that now that's a fact. That's not, that's not an opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen at Dayton, San Diego state because they don't have any budget to do that. Yeah. Um, But Tony Bennett is doing one of the greatest jobs in America right now. I mean, just me watching them back in say December, yeah, it it looked like they were going. I was saying there's no way this team's going to the tournament. Yeah. No fucking way this team's going to the tournament. When they barely beat Navy, I was like, yeah. good luck. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. But goddamn, can that man coach? Because they are grabbing wins. They're hot. They might win the ACC right now, regular season. They have a chance. It would it would take one upset on their part and one upset not on their part. You would never see this though in pro basketball. Yeah. You can see this in pro football. I remember when the Jets first got Parcells. Yeah. They started out 0-8, I, I believe, yeah. or 0-7, and, and they ended up 8-8. Eight eight, right? turned it around completely. But they, you could see the players bought, and you could see that tide turn. Right. In the NBA, that doesn't really happen. That's true. You're seeing it with Tony Bennett? I've seen it a few times in the NBA. Really? Not to the extent. I think normally it's like if a player got season. healthy. 
I don't think it's like, Oh, the coach mate. You can see the coach coaching his ass off, changing the ways about this team. Yeah. Where I was like with Tony Bennett, well, I'm saying coaching like coaching in the NBA is completely minimized at this, at this point. Look, I was, I this had to be the most embarrassing moment for whatever that I think it was TBS. I was watching the other night. Jalen Rose is on with uh, Paul Pierce and a female broadcaster, forget her name. And then one other, uh, I think it was, wasn't, who the fuck was it? I don't know. One other former NBA player. And these are the NBA analysts, right? And Jalen Rose stops them and he says, can anyone here name the Memphis Grizzlies coach? No one on fucking set. Could name the fucking. It's like you are NBA analyst. You're getting you get paid, paid out the ass, and you don't know who the fucking head coach of one of the teams in the NBA is. And that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's that's just like with that. Well, that just goes to show you how fucking little a coach means in the modern. Yeah, NBA. well, that's that's what I mean though. So it's like, I feel like in, with the Parcells that year, they had Neil O'Donnell at quarterback and Adrian Morrell at running back. But you saw them buy in, and the year before they were like one in fifteen. Yeah, with uh. With with Rich Kotite, right? Yeah. So I remember Marcel's seeing that. Anyone I saw it with Marty Schottenheimer in 04, 05 at the, the Redskins. The hard-ass coach can right? sometimes get it done in football. Well, and you're saying, damn, they were a game away from making the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Um, well, the college game, I mean, I mean, it, it's all... It. My point is, is, I guess, in the NBA is the only, the only sport where you really don't see it so far. I mean, maybe baseball. I don't know. I don't follow it close enough. Yeah. But between basketball and football... I feel like in college football, you can see it. Yeah. Well, NFL, you can see it. College basketball, you can specifically see it. It's so coach-driven. Every fucking year you see... Uh, it's so coach-driven. Calipari which we, yeah. fucking coach up his guys from, like, questionable at the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, you watch him, you watch him in November yeah. or December. and But especially, I mean, t- this Tony Bennett thing is just... He's fucking looking incredible. I mean, he's got to be in the top five for coaches. Yeah. He, coach of the year. He's He's finding a way... Uh, I heard a stat um, the other day that in ACC play uh, over the past, I don't know how how many years it was, but they don't have much talent on that team. I think it was the past maybe five years. He's got 101 uh, ACC victories, uh, whereas the next up is uh, Shashevsky at like 92, and then Roy Williams down at like 80 something. So he's well. It's me. It's like you look at the team; they won a championship. Yeah. Lost three players they don't to the draft. Have much talent. Yeah. And that's when I was watching in December. I was like, they're just not good. Yeah. And to see him be able to disguise that and play their game. Yeah. Oh man, it's doing a great keep, fucking coaching keep job. Keep staying in games and keep finding a way at the end to win. He is. He's doing a good job. I find them super fucking entertaining. Uh and and, and something about specifically their style, it's so visible what he's doing, you know. Um whereas like a place like Kentucky or a place like Duke, they're just coaching good fundamental basketball and kind of they're, they're, they're relying on a little bit of the, those five stars relying on talent. And yeah. they're coaching these, turning these guys into like the type of dudes that can play in the NBA. Whereas Tony Bennett is like taking dudes that probably won't get much burn in the NBA. And he's like, yeah, just superiorly coaching them into a system. That he's like, like Ken Niamato Lolo. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. He's, his system is just, or dare I say Mike Leach. Yeah, exactly. He's taken a system approach and, and brought it to the top of the sport. So, and what's, that's great. That's absolutely great for the sport. Um, okay. I want to brag more about myself. Do it. It's been a few seconds since I bragged about myself. <laughs> right. 
Um, the world needs more of it. Yes. Right now. Yes. I was on a podcast called the three dog Thursday podcast. Yep. Check it out. If you get a chance, how'd you do? Uh, uh, my third time on and, uh, this past week, yeah, you know, the, 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 the rule is, is you pick three dogs to win between uh, Thursday and Saturday. Hence the fucking name. Yes. They got to win outright. And so you can't just say, well, I like, uh, you know, Kansas state to cover. Yeah. You have to have one to actually win. So you're doing money line plays. Yeah. And I went three, no, just three, no, put it out. Colorado eight or Cal at uh, Colorado at Cal. Yeah. Cal getting eight points, eight and a half. I think. Boom. A big money line payout. I forget that exactly. I guess it depends where you shop at. Boom. Cashes in on Thursday. Well, Colby definitely has his finger on the pulse of Colorado sports in general. But also Cal Sports uh, to an extent. Yeah. And uh, you've seen the tide turning for both of these Mark teams. Mark Fox doing a great coaching job in at Cal. Directions. Yeah. What's going on? Let's see, because Colorado, you, you're very experienced. You would think that's uh, that's my thing about Tad Boyle. I know everyone wants to praise him because Colorado's never been this good as far as like bringing in this much talent. Yeah. I think he's a great recruiter. I'm not sold on the the head coaching. Great recruiting though can get you to the tournament. Well, they are. I mean, they're in. They're near in the, the top of that conference. They're in the tournament. Yeah. Like, they're not going to miss out. But um, they sure are folding down the stretch. But I took Mark Fox because I like the way Cal's playing lately, and especially in Berkeley, they've been playing a lot better. Yeah, cashed in for me. Very nice. Now, mind you, people, I, Kobe uh, and I were getting ready to do our podcast, record our yeah. podcast, and I was passing out because I'd had a long day. I hear Colby screaming. <laughs> I feel like I don't. Maybe maybe I'm uh, having a uh, a flashback or something to a different time. But I'm pretty sure I woke up a couple of times throughout uh, your your phone call there. Yeah. With you screaming at the uh, <laughs> at the microphone. At the host. Yeah. <laughs> well, I called for uh, I called for Clemson to beat Florida State, a top five team or you top got ten animated. team. <laughs> I said, look, the ACC. I think I actually think maybe all the teams are fool's gold for when it comes to national championship talk. But yeah, I don't know that there's any real yeah. powerhouse there. But especially I was like, man, that Florida State Louisville game, Florida State got the win, but they didn't necessarily look like the best team to me. I thought the better team looked like Louisville. Yeah. So I thought, man, they got to go on the road to Clemson after winning a huge game against. Talk about mirror image teams, though. Yeah. It's like uh, Louisville is athletic. Uh, Team with a little bit of offensive game, but mainly relying on their athleticism. They're one A, and then you know one B is Florida State. Yeah, exactly. So I picked them to go into two Clemson, South Carolina, and lose, and they did. And then my third one nailed that one. Was called that one probably a week beforehand. Yeah, I gotta give you credit. Yeah, on buddy. That and I also called Florida State, or I'm sorry, uh, Florida to lose at Tennessee. And sure enough, Tennessee handled business. The, they did. The Vols. I locked Florida, I want to say, at plus five. I heard what you said. And right? you said, fuck me. I said, fuck you. I said, Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, what I ignored is recent trends in that. Right? I ignored Tennessee getting better. I ignored, ignored Florida getting worse. Right? I thought Florida was a much better team than Tennessee. I was proven wrong. And the money line proved it even worse. Mm. <clears throat> there was a point in that game where Tennessee was absolutely Destroy. throttling Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on. Yeah, they were like, like 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. Florida battled back to make it a game, but. Yeah. Oh, as soon as that, as soon as I looked at the box score, it's like, fuck, there goes another lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, I still. When you fade the Dantapace, yeah. normally lesson learned. A frown's put on your face. I still went twelve and seven over the weekend. I'm winning you fucks money. Maybe not quite as much as Colby's winning you right now. Ride the dance hot streak. Yeah, you, that's what the best thing about all three of us making the picks. Yeah. We, uh, you can see the tide turn, diversify our portfolios for you guys. And Mm. overall on the weekend Mm. coming into today, we were 28, 10 and one. That's about 75% Mm. for all of you Mm. mathematicians, Mm. not quite, but almost there. Uh, okay. Now we get to break down these games. Okay. Florida state loses the Clemson. Uh, what's going on in the ACC? Well, it's a, it's a deep conference. And I think, you know, personally, Call me a fucking idiot. Uh, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but the ACC, while we're in agreement that there's no team that, I guess, if you, if you value teams one through ten all the same, right? Yeah. Then, I think the ACC is about as good as conference as anyone is out there right now. Really, I, I disagree with you. Well, I mean, I know uh, obviously the Big East. But I'm saying that 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 being the caveat, because teams like at the low end of the top 10, right, like the Louisville's, the Dukes, right, versus teams at the high end of the top 10, uh, Baylor, Kansas, and... Uh, yeah. No, I'll say like that. Your your 10th team in the ACC is probably better than the 10th team in the uh, Big 12 or the right. ACC. Well, I, th- th- I think they're they're similarly matched the Pac-12. Yeah. at that point. I just think that the high end of the uh, Big 12 is... Better than the high end of the ACC. It's got far more championship p- potential. But let's even compare it to the team. I mean, a conference like the Pac-12, where I would say there's a better chance at. I don't know. Oregon could win the national championship. Who's got a better chance, Oregon or Louisville? Louisville to win. I think so. I just Louisville hasn't been a letdown for me a little bit this year. Oregon is always a pretender. I agree with that, but Peyton Pritchard does have the killer. He's got the sweet six. He's got the. Uh, round of 32 killer instinct. He gets to the sweet 16. Maybe he gets you past that. Yeah, Elite you're eight. probably right. I Oregon's think Louisville out. has more talent. L- Louisville can make a, it would not shock me at all to see Louisville in the finals. I don't think that they're. So you think it. Louisville Duke and I don't think Florida state can get to the finals. No, I don't. I think Louisville is the only team in the ACC. So in the pac 12, you don't get, you got zero teams that can make to the, to the finals. Let me fucking look at the pac 12 standings because the UCLA Bruins are fucking They're red, balling. red, red hot right now. They are balling. Uh, well, they won like seven in a row. Let me see. Uh, seven in a row. Yep. Uh, it's like 10 of 11 or something. All alone at the top of the Pac-12 standings. Coming almost. out of fucking nowhere, man. Yeah. Blistering hot. Look, Arizona State. Awesome. Oregon, Colorado's the letdown. Look, that's just not that deep of a conference. You got two ranked teams right now. Yeah, I know, but no, but I, I actually think it is a deep conference, but it's just not very. Yeah, you don't have the elite well teams. represented in the top twenty. You don't have the elite teams. I yeah. think it's deep. Yeah, Arizona, Stanford, Cal. I think there's a big drop off after Cal. Who's after Cal? I mean, Wazoo, and I think Wazoo, Utah. Utah I mean, Washington beat Baylor this year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The worst <laughs> team in the Pac-12 beat the third-ranked team in the country. Um, so there is some argument to be made for that. That said, Washington. like right now, if Washington plays Wake Forest, you're taking Wake. Uh, I'm taking Washington. I'm taking Wake right now. I'm taking Wake's Washington. Wake's on a little bit of a, a hot streak. Miami plays Washington. You're taking Miami. 
No, I'm taking Washington to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now see the, but the sec has depth, but it also has Kentucky. I think Kentucky can win it all this year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let Calipari's guys figure it out. Like they're always going to be yeah. right there. Most talented. Now the problem is, and the great, great thing is about college basketball that we've gone over, you know, ad nauseum at this point is that because of the early exits, it creates parody in the game. And so Calipari, like Duke, I heard a stat today. Early exits as in as in players coming out early, not early departures yeah. in the NCAA tournament. But yeah. I mean, they went pretty far pretty recently. When they're a, every now and then, like a Calipari or let's be honest, fucking uh Shashevsky's uh Duke should have gone further last year. No, they should have lost they in the second round. Lost, right. UCF, that was a bullshit call. That was yeah. Right. But in a normal year, a team with that much talent goes further than see, were. but I think this is changing all this. The landscape has changed. Yeah. The grad transfer rule has strengthened the mid majors. I think. Yeah. Um, you're seeing it with San Diego state this year with the, with the wazoo transfer. But, um, and I also think the fact that, that the one and done's it's become more and more prevalent as the years have progressed. Right. So, yeah. so, cause now there's the G league, there's all these other things. So I think it's strengthening. Well, I agree with you. What I'm saying is when you have a super, super team in college basketball, even if they're all freshmen, right? Like they were last year. Like Memphis was supposed to be this year? Yeah, but obviously. But Wiseman's gone. Wiseman's gone. They would have been better. They still might make the tournament. Right. But like Zion Williamson right now just got started playing in the pros, and he's averaging damn near 30 points per game. Right off the fucking, he yeah. dropped thirty five. He's a baller. He outscored LeBron tonight. Like, he's a baller, but, head to but head. no one plays defense in the NBA anymore. It's true. The NBA yeah. is trash. But all all that to say, um, what the fuck were we just talking about? Talking about the ACC. I was talking about the SEC, Kentucky. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, let me let me. Uh, Hold on, I got plot points here. Baylor loses to TCU. Are you getting nervous about the Baylor Bears? Two losses this week to unranked teams. Uh, I think uh, in the past two weeks. In the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, no, and Kansas was not unranked. Wait, wait, wait. Who am I thinking? Someone dropped. You're thinking two. of Duke. Duke. Yeah. yeah. Duke drops three or four to unranked teams. That's what it is. Uh, Baylor, I'm a little nervous, but they, they fought their ass off in both games. And TCU is a good. Yeah, uh, good I'm, enough. Good yeah, enough I don't loss. Know what quadrant they're in there, but they're a pretty solid team. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super worried about Baylor. I don't know that I consider them like where we had them a couple weeks ago, which was the undisputed number one team in the country. Yeah. They're fallible. Yeah. Okay. They're mortal. So you're not hitting the panic button. Not just yet. Okay. Uh, Florida state though. You're hitting the panic button a little bit. I think Florida state's exactly what I've always thought they were. You okay. Know, I thought they may have been a little, a little high. What's the furthest you could see them getting in the tournament. Elite eight. Elite eight. I agree. Yeah. Um, Duke, time to hit the panic button. This was a team that people were talking about being a one seed after San Diego State lost to UNLV. A little bit, but uh, you keep seeing um, homeboy getting uh, foul trouble. Running carry. Running carry. So, uh, dude, he's fucking awesome. Like, Jay Huff had the game of his life. Ten blocks. Ten blocks. I talk a lot of shit about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Out of I the told blue. You Marcus can be out of the blue. It's still a terrible comparison, but uh, dude, he's Chris Dudley. Like <laughs> there it is. Just dropping oh, he, ten he blocks. He looks like Chris Dudley. He's got the same receding <laughs> hairline. Uh, but uh, dude, 
Vernon Carey. Like this dude's uh Huff seven one and Vernon Carey's like he doesn't have the height, but he just bang, throws the shoulder in and like creates enough separation and then boom, he's still able to finish shots, ridiculous shots. He's awesome. So when you have a talent like that, like I'm not hitting the panic button on Duke. They're still awesome. Coach K is a fucking amazing coach. I would not I wouldn't be surprised to see Duke win at all. They're having a little but bit. But would of a, you be surprised if they lost to a 14 seed? Because that word is right now they're a they're a three seed. They got a 14, man. There's some good 14s that are gonna be out there. Yeah, well, one one that we have pinpointed. No, that's a 15. Yeah, potentially, obviously. They and I'm gonna have talk them. about that. Uh, actually, we're talking ACC. Now we can do it. I'm gonna make a play and say that North Carolina has as good a shot as anybody to win the ACC tournament. Uh, I mean, if you're plunking down money. You know, probably great odds right now. The odds, yeah, are probably probably great them. odds right now. If you can, I don't know if they're out. Yeah, to win the ACC, they're probably uh, they're out. I'm 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 am sure. Yeah, North Carolina has now beaten NC State and Syracuse back to back, and they didn't just beat them; they were they kind of just dominated the game from start to finish. Rattled them. This following a one point loss at Notre Dame, a two point <laughs> heartbreaker against Virginia, a two point. Complete choke against Duke. Uh, they got their ass whooped against a one point right? loss yeah. against Boston College, a two point loss at Virginia Tech, uh, a three point loss. Oh my against god! They've had such a heartbreaking season. Yeah. Uh, this was a preseason like top five, top ten team. Yeah. A four point loss against Wofford. Okay. Wofford's but, good. They're not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This team. After yeah, a pretty nice start. They won their first five games out of, out of the gate. Beat Oregon. Yep. Beat Alabama. Beat Notre Dame. Um, yeah, they've had a fucking terribly disappointing season. Dude, but tell me right now, they're fucking dangerous. They are. They are. And, and I was I was actually listening to another podcast that said if they were to win the ACC tournament and get in, yeah, they'd still have a bad record. Yeah. So they would be a 15 seed. Yeah, they're 12 and 17 right now. So that means if they were to basically win out, they'd be like nineteen and seventeen, right? Well, they wouldn't even. They don't have even to need win to out. win out. Yeah, they, they said to they get the, win the tournament. Duke, let's assume they win yeah. or wake rather, and then they go. Duke, we finish. They uh, go one and one in that stretch, thirteen and eighteen going into the tournament, and then you win what, the play-in game. Yeah, no, you the play-in game, and then two uh, four rounds after that. I don't think four. I think three, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe three because there are three playing. Yeah. After that. Uh, so they would finish at that point if they finished 13 and 18 and then they won four. They would go into the tournament with a losing record. 16 and 18 or 17 and 18. Yeah, 17. So they'd be a 15 seed because they don't want to discredit the, the, the imagine having a great season like Dayton's having. I don't and I, I this can get to my next point. But imagine Dayton drawing North Carolina in the first round. Oh man. Brutal. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I still think Dayton's probably the better team, but it's a horrible, horrible. You're supposed to get like Delaware state right. and you're getting fucking North Carolina guys that are recruited. They're a preseason top yeah, 10. They have more talent than you. <laughs> this once again would prove my argument though. I mean, assuming if North Carolina won this game. Yeah. And that's why we need that in college football. Cause sometimes teams get injured. North Carolina has been very injured this year in college football. If a quarterback goes down for two games, it's their season. Yeah. Right. If they've, if a, if a big time corner is out, I mean, most of the country probably doesn't even realize how big that is. Yeah. A big, a bigger tournament does allow for a little more. So when you get healthy, you can say, Hey, this was the best team. Look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little sec on you with, with, with this right now. I know that like, for instance, 
I'm sure the rest of the nation would agree. I th- it's built into the nature of uh, a, a larger playoff that the, the early points of the season, uh, especially week two, three, four of any sport like we're seeing in the XFL right now, are going to be more boring because there aren't playoff elimination games. When you have a half to, or in the case of the XFL, I think it's the whole league making the playoffs. Um, the no, game, it's not. Is it, is it yeah. only sending half of them? Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess these games do matter a little more. I, I didn't realize that quite yet. But either way, NFL, same thing. Like, but college football, when a one game situation is an elimination game, it is more entertaining. That it's said, not, though, I would disagree because it the scheduling contrast make it unfair to make it, dude. LSU Alabama this year wasn't a guaranteed fucking elimination game, but it ended up being one and it was fucking wildly entertaining Too a little too much offense for me. It was like, well, that's the game itself. The stakes I'm talking about. Okay. If, if both of those teams had a guaranteed spot in the playoffs, that game would not have meant and been half as entertaining as it was. It would have been like, all right, why are we even fucking playing? But had they met in the playoffs, then it would have been entertaining. And I agree with you that their playoffs need to be big enough so that every team that deserves a chance gets a chance. And I think you have a point. I know you have a point that, you know, uh, if a team has one injury for one game and it causes them to lose a game, then that shouldn't cost them their entire fucking season. It happens all the time. It does. And so that that is a little bit of a flaw of college football. It's, it's a huge flaw. Even college though it's, it's super the most entertaining, flawed. it's kind of a flaw. It's kind of unfair. Um, but it is what it is. But and I, what's the point of the season? I wouldn't be opposed to a uh, an expanded playoff in college football. Certainly, I, I am a proponent of that at this the point. The regular season argument is garbage. Garbage. We will arg- always argue on that. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say something with uh, that leads me to my next point about North Carolina. Oh, I, I, I'm just curious how San Diego State, and I love the Aztecs. They're our gals. Yeah, we love them. How are they for sure one seed, but Dayton's not? Right. Dayton, the Atlantic 10 is a harder conference than the Mountain West. I, I cover both. I watch both heavily. Yeah. Atlantic you cannot convince me. Is deep. Dayton, Richmond, Rhode Island. Duquesne's good. St. Bonaventure. Yeah. All I, the way down. Davidson, they're a lot St. better Louis. than the Mountain West. Yeah. Um, where's the cutoff, would you say, from actual good teams in the A-10? Uh, I'm going to say VCU, but UMass has had a great second half of the season. They're incredibly young. Yeah, they're they're becoming a team you have to pay attention to again. Um, now, on the flip side, the Mountain West. Um, so hold on, but explaining that to 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 the audience though of how many teams did I just say are good then in the in 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 the A10? Let's count it off. We said Dayton one, Richmond, Rhode Island, Duquesne. St. Bonaventure, St. Louis, Davidson, and VCU, all of whom That's I would saying. agree are good teams. So you have eight teams yeah. that are good. You go to the Mountain West. Mountain West, we got San Diego State. Clearly. Yeah, Utah State's good. Nevada's good. UNLV's good. Boise. Solid. And I'll give Colorado State the, the pass. How about New, Me- uh, New Mexico? I think New Mexico is actually pretty trash, but they have one of the best home court environments in all of college basketball. So that gives them a little bit of a little bit of a kick. Ten and thirteen overall, though, hard to. Uh, They've lost some some 
by oh, some no. big 18 and 13. Sorry. I'm looking at this the wrong way. Um, I guess throw them in there, but I'm saying I, I, I don't, I think if UMass plays New Mexico tomorrow on a neutral site, UMass is better. Yeah. And UMass wasn't even included of the good of the a 10. That's true. So we're looking at seven versus eight. I do think that the eight that are in the a 10, Oh, bigger. if you line them up against each other, it would be with the exception of San Diego state. I think it would be, yeah, I mean, maybe U- Utah down. state might be able to take out, take out uh, mm-hmm. Richmond. Oh yeah. I think it'd be a very good game. That would be, uh, but the other ones I think would, would favor the a 10. So yeah, I agree with you. Well, if well I how about this together, the one loss is to UNLV and UNLV once again, it's coach's first year and they struggled out the gate and they've gotten a lot better of late. Yeah. Um, you can't convince me that one loss to UNLV, which is like I said, not a very good team. Yeah. The, by definition, they're better than average, but not by much. Right. Uh, Dayton's only two losses. All right. But first off, they have two losses and they're both in overtime. 28 and one with the loss against UNLV is San Diego state. Yeah. 27 and two with two losses against who? Both uh, in overtime. Kansas, the number one team in the country. Yeah. And Colorado, a team that's been ranked the whole year. Top 25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just don't understand. And when you're playing at a better conference, the a 10 is better than the mountain West. Yeah. I think the, in, the committee out. would have them rated higher than that, than the mountain West. I don't understand where I this is coming from. Dayton is the more talented team. Yes. They have more star potential. They're... And I'm not trying to shit on San Diego state. I think San Diego state could still do damage yep. in this thing. I'm just saying, I don't understand. Dayton's had a hell of a fucking year. How that, what, what's the logic there? What am I missing? Yeah. I know San Diego state's beaten Iowa and I was really well, good to push back. Dayton's sitting at number five in, I guess. But if you're not getting a one seed, I mean, and, 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 you know, NC Nick brings up this point all the time that one and two seed doesn't really make that much of a difference. I would argue that I wanted to see a, a statistical breakdown. I need well, to- no, I can tell you just off of my memory here. Yeah. There's a reason why only one 16 has ever won. Yeah. There's a big gap between 16 and 15 to me. 15. We've seen it done. Hampton beat Iowa state when the Iowa state had Jamal Tinsley. Yeah. Florida Gulf Coast beat Georgetown. I think that was that was that fifteen? Was that two fifteen or was that three fourteen? It might have been three fourteen. Florida Gulf Coast versus Georgetown. Georgetown. It might have been. I think that was two fifteen. I don't know. Let me see. There has been a few two two fifteens. Lehigh and Duke. I think was two fifteen. Oh uh, no, I can't see this. Oh, uh, fl- I'm later. pretty sure Florida Gulf Coast was either fourteen or fifteen. I could be wrong, but. Lehigh, I'm pretty sure it was a 15. What about Norfolk State? I think we beat Florida. FGC was a 15 seed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Norfolk State might have been a 15. I'm telling you, the 15 happens way more than the 14. I mean, then they're not the 14, the 16. Yeah. So there is a big difference. I would argue NC Nick, I, you know, he's, he knows his basketball, but I would argue that point with him. Here we go. Uh, one seeds. Advanced to the second round 99% of the time, two seeds 94% of the time. Uh, one the problem is, though, is that's going back years where there's players were staying four years. So that alters everything. It probably does alter the stats, but either way, like second round, uh, or rather sweet 16, um, 85% chance a one seed is going to get to the sweet 16, only 63% chance that a two, a two seed. seed. Yeah. Yep. Going further, Elite Eight, 69 versus 47. Final Four, 40 versus 20. National Championship game, 48 versus 18. And then win the actual national championship, 62 versus 14. Almost 
four times more likely to win it all. So that seed does fucking matter. It, and a that's lot. what I'm saying. So if you're a Dayton fan, you're thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't understand it. I got more college basketball questions and, 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 uh, and recaps from this weekend, but I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by my bookie.ag Super Bowl might be over, but every game is the big game over at MyBookie.ag. My bookie's got it all from NBA to college basketball to premier league, even the XFL. They got the fastest payout, best promotion and a very helpful 24 seven co- customer support team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of uh, big favorites this week. Parlay your wagers. They let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big like I did the other day, right? Uh, my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit 2000, you'll get an extra a thousand dollars in free money to play with. All you have to do is use the promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get the extra cash from my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. All right, look, here's my new thing. Dantabase top 25, we're going to do at the very end, and I'm just going to rattle through them. We're not going to go deep in depth. Okay. I'd rather. No pl- deep sea diving for you guys. Well, we're going to go deep sea diving in our own little way here. Okay. I got plot points. We talked about Baylor. We talked about Florida State. We talked about Duke. I want to know now your national champions, the Maryland Terrapins. Oh. First off, they battle back from 17 against Minnesota. The last time we recorded, they hit a three at the buzzer, win the game. Yeah. Then they then you're thinking, man, they're getting Michigan State at home. College game days there. Scott Van Pelt making an appearance. And then they lay an egg against Michigan State. Yeah, Maryland. Your so. thoughts on your Terrapins, your national title, 2020, Maryland Terrapins. Inconsistent. Inconsistent as shit. Talented, but inconsistent. Will they be in the final four? You know what? They don't have enough of shooters. Mm. They have athletes, and Cowan's the only straight gunner that they have. They, use, they could use a Peyton Pritchard. They could use a Peyton Pritchard or just a reliable. A little John Paxson? Yeah, a little Paxton type that they can just, you know, gobble up uh, defenders with the uh, big guys that they have down low and have a guy that they can kick it out to that can hit an open shot, you know, or a couple of those dudes. They okay. don't have that from what I've seen. So I, I worry about them because you're going to need that. Okay, that that's a, that, this weekend had a lot of upsets. That was one of them. Uh, one of the last uh, huge upsets was uh, the Providence Friars came into Villanova. That's Philadelphia, if you don't know. And they beat the Wildcats at home. And uh, I've been preaching this for a while. You know, you knew you probably watched that game and said, damn it, he's going to be talking about uh, I this. I was watching the box score and I knew. Because you, you just, you, you, you tried to write them off as not that good. You thought I was overrating them. I believe in the last episode, as I re-listened to it, you said I was overrating the Friars. No, I was humbled. I almost hope your Wahoos draw the Friars in the first game because they would match up perfectly to fit. I think a, a, a Friar win. No, because, because they can't hit the three. Uh, like Providence isn't like a, an amazing jump shooting team, Yeah, <clears throat> but they're very physical. They're very athletic. And uh, I just think they're a nightmare matchup for, for everybody. Well, uh, watching UVA for stretches of that game against Duke when uh, Duke was putting the clamps on defensively. It was like watching a youth like UVA when they can't score when they're, when they haven't figured it out yet. 
Mm-hmm. It is fucking ugly, man. It's, Want some Charles Shaw? I would love some. Two buck Chuck. Thank you. Uh, you know, Brian Shaw's cousin uh, is the guy behind this. Is that right? No, nah, I'm fucking no. with you, man. Uh, <laughs> we're drinking wine over here. Everything is related to basketball. <laughs> uh, what, what do we got going on here, though? Uh, my Providence Friars, you laughed at me for a while. You laughed at me. I don't think it was laughter in your face. It was, there's a, a moment of doubt, you know, a moment of doubt and, and hesitation that the dance base actually knew what the fuck he was talking about. And boy, did I pay the price. David Duke, baby. David, Not the Duke. David Duke, you Louisiana fucking <laughs> fuckwads are thinking of. David Duke for Providence is a baller. <laughs> this David team, Duke of the North. <laughs> let Ed Cooley get in this tournament. Let him get in, and they're going to upset somebody. They're going to be like a 10 seed yeah, or a 12 seed. Who the fuck? Do we have them in right now? Does Ken Palm have them in? Uh, I, I'm curious to see well, what Lenardi seed. Rather. Yeah, not, yeah, not Ken Palm. Lenardi. Uh, uh, bracketology. Let me pull this up. How about USC, man? We got this game on the background. Uh, it's the taped Arizona State-USC game. So how about this Saturday? USC and UCLA play each other. Uh, for the for the conference for the one seed is that right? I U- believe so. USC is in the yeah. That uh, you gotta be kidding me! I didn't realize USC was in that mix. Um, fun. USC no USC is a game out. I think they play each other this Saturday. They will, but uh, UCLA is twelve and five, or uh, USC is ten and seven. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. It's crazy that US, uh, UCLA has pulled that far ahead of dude. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of fucking nowhere, man. Texas Mick is doing the same Cronin. thing. Texas is doing the same Shaka's fucking hard. thing. These dudes are turning on when they need to to justify yeah. their fucking paycheck. Even Lon Kruger in Oklahoma, you can make the argument for. But hold on, let's go back to to those uh, to the Friars. What do they have them seated? Uh ah. Uh, what the fuck? Because what a three fourteen? They gotta be somewhere around like their play. If they're the playing game, it's twelve, right? Providence Two is, is a playing game for the 12 seed. Yeah. So that means a five is going to draw Providence if they were to win. They are last four in. Yeah. They would be uh, facing Michigan in the second round. Under they, they would beat Michigan right now. Yeah. I think they would beat Michigan right now. Yeah. What are the other fives? Uh, other fives are Michigan State. I think they could beat Michigan State. Colorado. Definitely beat Colorado. Like 100%. <laughs> I would bet heavy money on that. And Wisconsin. I don't know. Wisconsin's playing good ball right now. Good, that'd be yeah. a good game. But yeah, I agree with you. The other three, uh, especially Colorado. Yeah. Be a nice little draw for Providence. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. Anyway, okay. I just had to rub it in a little bit. But but those Bruins, let's talk about those Bruins and those Longhorns. We talked a lot of shit about Shaka Smart. Yeah, we did. I have talked a lot. I've seen pictures of the Texas basketball turnouts when they were getting destroyed. I was saying, I mean, how is he not already fired? Was it not warranted? Yeah, yeah, it was warranted, but I was also saying they should fire him. All right. Well, you're eating your fucking. No, but I do right believe wait it out. You might as well go through the season. They're his players. Yeah. They wake up. I, uh, for as much money as he's getting, you know, um, I heard it where someone pointed out that it, being at Texas is a kind of a blessing, you know, for a coach that makes that much money because the expectations of the basketball team aren't particularly high. Yeah. All you have to do is be competitive, you know, and then like get them through until football season comes around and your job is safe, you know? Yeah. 
So shot Texas, from- Oklahoma play on Tuesday. Both teams uh, fighting. Oklahoma's on the inside of the bubble. Texas still on the outside, I believe. Um, but just a huge, huge game. Two teams that should hate each other. Let's and- see where they have those. You said Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I think o- Texas is uh, next four out. So they're they're in the very last spot. They're they're eight seeds out of the tournament. Out of the but, but that the was bubble. before though. They just won at West or they just won uh, at Texas Tech. Aha. Uh-huh. So they're, so they're probably, probably really close. Creeping to right up yeah. on that bubble. And Oklahoma is in the last four. In. But Oklahoma just won at West Virginia. So, so you're thinking they probably bumped up a safer. little bit. Yeah. They're probably inside the bubble safely. At yeah. This point. Not um, by much though. I still think you lose two games in a row. You could be on the outs. Yeah. But they play each other Tuesday night. That should be a fantastic basketball game. He's got them as an 11 seed on the play in. Um, geez. I want to see. How much Shaka Smart makes in comparison to these other coaches, and uh, let me see if I can find this. So like, as in what 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 coaches? What are we comparing him to? Um, let's see where he. I mean, three point one million dollars is what Shaka Smart makes. Twelfth highest paid coach in. Uh, How much does Anthony Grant get at Dayton? He's not even. Let me see. Not even on the list. It's I'm like, not, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Shaka Smart has yet to. I mean, the other guys leading up to Shaka Smart on this list, uh, Shashevsky at close to nine million, eight point nine eight. Calipari seven point nine nine. Holtman at Ohio State hasn't earned it quite yet. Uh, <laughs> they set, just have endless money though. Seven point one million dollars. That's for, ridiculous. That is fucking absurd. Bill Self only gets four point nine, and half of that goes to his players, <laughs> right? No, it's boosters money. Holtman is seven point one million dollars. He's the third highest paid coach in college. That's wrestling. ridiculous. That is. Tom Izzo four point three. John Miller four point oh five. Bog Huggins at number seven, three point seven. Uh Christoviak. Uh, Chris- yeah, Larry Christoviak. Former yeah, Milwaukee Buck. That's how you pronounce it. Three point three nine. I didn't know he was pulling in that type he's of dough. He's making big money. Beeline. Well, this must be old because he's still at Michigan in this. Three point three seven. Uh, Miller at Indiana, three. Archie Miller, yeah, three point two. Line Kruger, three point one, and Shaka Smart, three point one at Texas. Uh, Greg Marshall. I'm surprised him and Line Kruger make the same. Yeah, it's just it's weird. These these coaches' uh, salaries don't at all necessarily ref- reflect their, uh, you know, win potential. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, moving along the lines, I got okay. Gonzaga sweeps St. Mary's. Okay, now I think there's going to be bid stealers in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, the conference tournaments. Yeah, I don't know about Gonzaga, that, but I still think there's that they, they, they could lose on a neutral site in mm-hmm. Vegas. But I'm thinking the Mountain West and the Atlantic Ten. I think there could be bid stealing. And first off, if North Carolina wins in the ACC, that knocks another team on the bubble off. Yeah. So this is what's going to be really fun to watch. Another one to keep an eye on. So, so the mountain West, is that a one, one uh, bid league? The mountain West right now, I think Utah state's right on that bubble, right? So potentially two, but I could also see both of those teams losing and another team coming out of the, I could see like, you know, Colorado state and UNLV played a lot better basketball second half of the season. Yeah. Boise's not horrible. 
Um, wouldn't surprise me if, if, if a team hit someone off the bubble in, the, in that conference, same can be said about the Atlantic 10. Well, let, let me ask you this at this point, we're assuming San Diego state is in regardless. They no, are, they are. Yeah. Uh, assume uh, Utah state. Um, they were in, but they just lost at the if pit. The, if they're yeah. in right, if they're inside the bubble right now, and they're expected not to win their conference tournament. They might get knocked out by the by the by their why own. Why would they necessarily get knocked out by like a Colorado State coming up and winning the tournament? Is is it that they're not, you know, in the top 68 teams anymore, even if they were like Well, look, you have like 30 something conference winners. Yeah. So, then after that, you only really have like 30 some teams you're picking from. But do you think they're like cognizant of uh you know, this conference only deserves so many teams as opposed to like, uh, you know, they probably are probably more than we know, but I'm just saying that at it, it, they probably have them rated. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Utah state's like the number 65 team in the country. Right. And, and, and all of a sudden Colorado state wins the mountain West and knocks them down to 66. Cause there's an automatic bid there that Colorado yeah. state just stole. You think they Why would the fuck does UNLV get bumped there? You know, it's uh, bullshit. No, but that definitely but could happens. probably happens. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying in general, I expect a lot more this year. Like yeah. I said, I think North Carolina could win. I think anyone in the ACC really has a shot. Yeah. Short of maybe Wake Forest or Miami. Right. Uh, but even Wake, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like totally shock me. They have, they beat Xavier this year. You know, they beat Duke. Yeah. They beat somebody else that I think is re- decently good. Um, yeah. It's a deep, deep conference. With- SEC. So if someone takes out Kentucky, anyone can win that thing. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I kind of, I kind of want to keep my eye on that because the, uh, the parody is great enough to the point where, you know, we've already seen it like across the landscape of college basketball, but I want to see as it relates specifically to bid stealing. You yeah. Know? Bid stealing. I look, I think, it will ha- I don't think what happened in the PAC 12. I'm thinking potentially sec. I think there's a decent chance in the ACC. I think there's a decent chance in the Atlantic 10. Yeah. Because I mean, you look Dayton hit a three to at the buzzer to beat St. Louis. Yeah. That can happen again. All right. Like, I mean, and you missed that three, you know, um, they had some other close calls, but San Diego state had a close call with Nevada this past week. They lost to UNLV. Utah state was beating them at halftime in San Diego. Wouldn't shock me if they lost it. Gonzaga already lost to BYU. So you're saying not necessarily they're stealing bids from within their conference. They're just stealing bids from. No, no. Yeah. That's my argument is that they're stealing bids out in the world. Okay. Like that's, what's going to make it tricky is that for a team that had like Providence that, that we said is the last four in, but that's, this is written before the, uh, the big win at Nova. Uh, any of those teams right on those bubbles are gonna be like, son of a bitch. North Carolina keeps winning. I kind of wonder how how often that has happened in the past. Like, how many bid stealers do you think per year? You're Two years ago, San Diego State did it. Yeah. They almost did it again last year. They got all the way to the conference tournament or the championship, and they uh, they lost to uh, Utah State. Yeah. Two years ago, uh, they were having a lot. They were really beat up the whole year, and then they got hot in the in the tournament. And then they when they, even when they went to the tournament, the real NCAA tournament, they almost won. They lost by one, I think, to Houston. Yeah. Who went deep that year. San Diego State, our gals. Yeah, our gals. They they do it, but I'm saying it happens. It happens, man. It it happens a couple, lot. Couple per year, you think? Couple, couple. I uh, think more. I think this year has more potential than any other year in recent. Years. Yes, 
I would, cause I would also, like I said, SEC, ACC, Mountain West, A10. There's just so much parity. Uh, then you look and you go Missouri Valley. Northern Iowa is probably going to have an at-large bid. If somebody beats Northern Iowa, which happened, Loyola beat Northern Iowa this year in the regular season. I think Bradley poses a threat. Yeah. Uh, they're snagging someone's bid. They're snagging someone's bid, and then Northern Iowa still would probably get in. Yeah. Uh, same with East Tennessee State. I mean, it's really going to be up to the committee, but East Tennessee State plays in a conference with Furman. Uh, you know, Western Carolina is not bad. Uh, Wofford's not bad. They beat North Carolina at North Carolina. Um, I'm forgetting it. UNT Greensboro is good. So that's one that I don't, I think there's a decent chance they lose it. Cause it's a gauntlet. That's a tough gauntlet right there. They're like 28 and four, but I'm saying like, that's a tough, that's a better conference than most realize. Which one's that? Uh, the Southern, Southern, Southern the SoCon, the SoCon. Well, we should, what we should do is, uh, try and really track. Well, what's cool is this week, those tournaments start. Yeah. Before we get the big tournaments that happen next week, you see the power conferences. Yeah. It's I a couple of Lunardi's, uh, you know, final, final bubble going into conference tournaments and see who's going to get fucking bumped. I mean, I guess you can't really say that just because they factor in every team's performance within the conference tournament into that. So you can't say for sure. Let, whether me, it, let me ask you this. Though. Is it capable for St. John's or Georgetown to go on a run. Sure. Even DePaul. They were 13 and one at one point. Just butt fucked. Uh, so I, I don't even rule out them. Uh, Creighton, Creighton today. Creighton. Yeah. 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 Anything's possible in the big East for sure. Can't even rule out them. It's going to be, it's going to be chaos. I can't wait. And I hope you can't wait either because we're just, we're diving in. We got a, the sports gambling podcast is going to hit you with a ton of college basketball stuff. March madness is here. And the college experience is here. And we're brought to you by Prop Swap. Look, I know. I know what you're thinking. March Madness is around the corner, and Prop Swap is your home for college basketball futures. Even if your state doesn't have a sports book, you can still purchase live sports bets from Prop Swap. Prop Swap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets because you're buying the bet directly from another person. Not only can they find great deals, but you can also find, you can also like buy bets from states where you, where there's no sports betting, Patty. See, it's genius. All season long, PropSwap customers have been finding some of the best odds in the world. Last week, a San Diego State Championship future that was originally bet for $100 at 400 to 1 odds sold on PropSwap for $1,200. Those are new odds of 32 to 1 for the buyer. Better than any sports book in the country. Sign up for PropSwap.com today, and they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. That's yes, SGP is in Sports Gambling Podcast. At the time of deposit, and PropSwap will match your offer up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today. Void where prohibited, Petty C. This wine's talking to me a little bit. Yeah. Biting me. Two bucks. Dude, I've Chuck. slept like... I haven't slept much in the past. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more later. But um, Kobe's deep in the grind right now. Deep into the grind. Uh, where was I at? Okay, I had notes. Man, caught some awesome, awesome uh, conference USA action this weekend. Uh, first on on Thursday, Western Kentucky, and uh, who was it? Western Kentucky and the third team in that conference, Louisiana Tech. Put this on the Sports Gambling Podcast on uh, Instagram. Yeah, what a fucking game! 
Western Kentucky down 17 at home. The Hilltoppers travel back, hit some crazy. This dude dropped 43 points for them. Yeah. Just hitting fucking crazy shots the whole game in overtime. They pull it out. So then the next night, I wager on another Conference USA game. I said, oh, no, that was Sunbelt, actually. Uh, but later today, North Texas, Western Kentucky square off. North Texas, the one had the top record. Western Kentucky right on their tail. And now Louisiana Tech, after the loss to Western Kentucky, is in third. This game, Western Kentucky was kind of winning this whole game. North Texas, though, at home rallied. And North Texas got the win in overtime. Didn't cover for us by a half a point. However, North Texas wins their first conference regular season. The first time they've finished first in their conference in 30 years. The main green. Is Seth Luttrell coaching that basketball team, too? Come on. Dude. You got to wonder if it, the athletic director is or the school president, something has happened. You see these schools yeah. like come up come out of nowhere. Yeah. 30 years. By the way, that, that, that on Friday night though, this is irrelevant to most unless you bet on this, but the U the Texas state UT Arlington game in the sunbelt. I was in the, on this very couch that I'm sitting at watching a dandy. It was one of my, I went three and zero on Friday night, a little parlay action hit, but home, but Texas state, Still, still in play to uh, win the Sun Belt. Almost took an L. They're the wor- they, This is this is the most uh, patient team in the country, as far as shooting uh, with the shot clock. They don't normally get a shot off very late into the shot clock. They they barely shoot the three. Very Texas. interesting basketball team. Yeah. Very interesting basketball team. They're not much of a uh, scoring squad. Yeah. They shoot. They uh, they. I think on average they said something. They shoot like with like. Five on the shot clock or four on the shot clock, almost every possession. That's interesting. For they've had a a couple hundred plus point games, three games where they've scored at least a hundred points, though, which is odd. But they've also had a lot of games where they haven't scored too many. Yeah, they get fucking red hot sometimes. These Texas State Bobcats. Hey, but so they're 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 a grinded out style team as well. Yes, but it's been thirty years since the Mean Green have won. A regular season title. Patty C, that means like we were playing Tecmo Bowl for perhaps the first time the last time North <laughs> Texas was doing that. All right, now let's talk AAC. Because shit is wild over there. Talk about shit another is wild. mine and shitting the bed. I thought Cincinnati had a little more in the tank. I thought we had SMU. Me and you both took SMU against Wichita. Wichita went on a 46 to 10 run to end that fucking game. Good Lord. What, what, so what, right now, who's in first Houston, uh, is tied with Tulsa at 12 and four atop that conference. The golden hurricane come out of nowhere. Houston beats Cincy today. Wichita beats SMU. Tulsa beats central Florida over the weekend. Memphis, who is still on the bubble, still can survive. They won in overtime at Tulane. Ron Hunter's guys giving them a game, a game. That's an interesting. That's another one, by the way. We're talking about a, a bid stealing conference. Yeah. You know, UConn's played a lot better basketball the second half of the season. Would not surprise me at all to see the UConn Huskies win this conference. Yeah. I mean, it really wouldn't surprise me if Temple went on a run. Temple's a weird team. They started out the season red hot. Looked like shit lately, though. But I mean, red the, out of the gates, I was really impressed by Temple. Yeah. You know, it, this is one that can definitely steal a bid. Would you say that? Um, I mean, when you look at overall records, you see. Uh, Houston at 22 and seven tied with uh, Wichita state also at 22 and seven. Is there real separation between the top of this conference or 
is Houston significantly better than the other teams you think, or is it pretty even across the top? I think it's pretty even. I think Houston's the best out of a bunch. Yeah. Personally, but I'm saying they're not head and shoulders above the rest. I think if they played, if Houston played, uh, you know, SMU tomorrow, I would take Houston, but I think it would be close. Yeah. Didn't SMU, uh, beat Houston. I think yeah. they did. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. No, they beat Memphis. SMU beat someone. <laughs> Let me see. Welcome to the college experience. <laughs> SMU beat someone. SMU um, uh, did beat Houston uh, not long ago, seventy-three to seventy-two at home. Yeah, that's gonna, what I'm saying. This is a good conference. They lost. It's deep, and they they can steal some bids, man. Yeah. Watch them. Watch them. Watch out now. Woo. Uh, but yeah, any 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 leans you taking Houston to win that that AAC tournament? Um. Let's see. I I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I am. Um Wichita State's right there. I, I had faith in Cincinnati. Uh they got hot, but then they've tapered off lately. So fuck yeah. Cincinnati. So uh once again failing uh as March approaches. Yeah. Maybe it's just in the DNA over there. Yep. Right? Bubble watch. Uh, actually, let's just get to some Twitter questions. I could touch on some bubble talk later. Twitter questions, Patty C. We're starting off. We're starting off hot. All right. Jeff Stanton, aka at R E U B four eight. Does first off, okay, go to Google right now. Yeah. I want you to type in Mick from Teen Wolf. We. Uh, what I love is the '80s movie question we got going here. Yeah. Because this guy, this guy here, I'm pulling up. The, I'm just Google imaging this so I can put it in my head. I've seen Team Wolf plenty of times. Probably the most influential basketball movie in my life. Yeah. Uh, that's a great fucking comparison. What's that? Oh, you haven't seen I haven't read you the question all the way yet. Does Mick. Mick McAllister. From Teen Wolf. Look just like Luke Garza. Yes. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> spot on. That is good. Uh, I don't know if Garza's eyebrows are even bigger than this Mick McAllister fellow, but the rest of it, that shit is fucking hilarious, dude. Look at Garza. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Garza's <laughs> eyebrows are definitely, dude. Garza has the fucking uh, like Frankenstein eyebrows. But um, and Teen Wolf looks like Wally Zerbiak back in college, right? <laughs> I'm joking around. I'm uh. Uh, yeah, I can see the similarity. It's pretty good, <laughs> dude. That's a great comparison on the Garza thing, though. That's a really good comparison. They made a basketball movie about Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, Michael J. Fox being before he became Teen Wolf. Like he was a legit starter on a basketball, a high school basketball team. Wait, oh yeah, are you buying that? <laughs> Wait, he was a starter on the team, and then he became Teen Wolf and became the star. Yeah, right. Because look, I mean, look, he's playing as. I mean, was he? He was on the team. I'm just saying. Do you do you buy that face? Do you buy that face? Michael J. Fox versus uh I love me some Michael J. Fox. Back to the future. Or Tom Cruise. More of a little kid. Oh, I'm all over Michael J. Fox here. No, no, no homo. But I'm <laughs> saying, uh I'm saying, like, dude, I'm a big fan of like Michael J. Fox is the man. He has a certain trait. A He's like five a, foot four, Michael J. He Fox. has a likability about him. Yeah. Very I mean, Tom Cruise doesn't have that likability. If anything, Tom Cruise is the opposite. He has like uh, he has that face that you just kind of want to punch in the face. Yeah, that's true. Michael J. Fox has like, hey, this guy seems like a good guy. You Tom know? Cruise five seven. So Tom Cruise. Who wins in a fight? 
Cruise. I think Tom Cruise was. Yeah, because I saw him do some live. St- I saw him do some crazy stunts on the most recent like Mission Impossible. Yeah, I think Tom Cruise might be a legit like athlete now. I think back in the day he was. He like, roided though, didn't he? He had to have something changed because you don't just go from like in your twenties. Well, and Michael J. Fox has a disease, so I yeah. guess that's a dumb question. Yeah. Back then in 1988, who wins in a fight? Thanks, Tom Cruise. I think I got Tom Cruise. <laughs> Even though Tom Cruise, dude, do you guys do yourselves a favor? Look, there's nothing wrong with any sexual preference that you take on, right? <laughs> but go back and watch Top Gun, and there are a few movies that I've ever been less comfortable with <laughs> <laughs> after watching, assuming that this was the story of a straight man. <laughs> well, and like, what's great is like in the if you were alive in the '80s. When we were, it never done. It was like the coolest movie ever as a kid. (laughs) You had no. I'm pretty sure we've brought this up before on this. Yeah, but I'm saying back then, like I would had no idea. I just thought, man, that's a cool ass movie. Yeah, fucking fighter. Yeah, fighter pilots. Yeah, F-22s or what do they call those things? Whatever the fuck they are. (laughs) Oh, so the question is, that was a good. That was a very awesome way to start out the Twitter questions. Um, But yes, he does look just like Mick from Teen Wolf. (laughs) <laughs> That's a great comparison. Uh, next up is from at David Brown at uh, ETL one, two, four FTG. What am I decoding a fucking, uh, right, come on. uh, a secret message from the Soviets? Huh? Right. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, no one else does. Either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than winning, other than winning Pac-12 tournament, what does UCLA need to get into the dance? They're beat USC on Saturday. I, I think they they only have one game left. I believe. Can we pull up UCLA's schedule, Patty C? Yeah, let me grab that for you real quick. I mean, sitting there at nineteen and eleven, they're fucking close right now. And I think they got only UFC left. Do they have two games left? They just have uh, USC. So they get a week to prepare for USC. They beat USC. Yeah. I'd say just make it a round or two in the seven in a row. You go in eight in a row, and then you win. First round or two of the Pac-12, you should be in. I if think you're you in two right, rounds and you're on. A I almost game. think you're in right now. You just beat Arizona. Yeah, I, I'd say like it, you might be first four out, or you might be last four in. So obviously this USC game is huge, and because what what makes it even crazier is USC Arizona twice this year. Yeah, and, and Colorado twice, and they beat Arizona State. They're uh, look, yeah, they belong in. They should go in right now. They shouldn't have to do anything else. I, but to be safe, well, no, no. If they lost in the first round, if they lost to like Washington State or Cal in the first they round, get bounced. I think they might deserve to then, because they have some bad luck. They lost to Cal State Fullerton, who's like horrible in the Big West. Yeah. Because the thing is, is you should be looking from a seasons. Yeah, that's point true. Of view. That's true. We, it's, let's let's review these losses. Hofstra. Not a horrible loss. They're winning the CAA. They're the one seed in the CAA. BYU is a good loss. It's, re- it's really the Cal State Fullerton yeah. one. Michigan State's a decent loss. Notre Dame's an okay loss. UNC, I mean. Well, that's not good from a record standpoint. Yeah. But the fact that Duke should have fucking lost to them. doesn't. But are they going to do that? I think they're just going to look, right? There should be some level of like. They should look at John Wooden and say, hey. To their eye test. Like, you know, if, the, if they're going to. If they lose to the open, so if they win or lose to USC, I still think they should probably be in, right? There's just too many losses for them to get away with. Uh, you said win or lose to USC. I'm saying the opening round of the Pac-12 tournament because they're going to be the one seed. Yeah. If they are to lose to whoever that that 
worst team is or whatever, however they run their tournament. Yeah. Can't remember off the top of my head if they have a play in game or not. Um, so if they were to lose to Washington state or Washington or Oregon state, that might be a problem. Yeah, that's true. So the, I would say they got to win that. They got to get to at least. Yeah. But I'll say this, if they beat USC, they might be able to afford to lose that game to, to, to Washington or Washington state. I mean, you're sitting here telling me that this is one of the best conferences in college basketball and they're the one seed and the, yeah, they're the one seed that that alone should get you in the tournament. It, but it's not one of the, like to me, the best conference college basketball, big 12, big 10, big, big East are the top three, right? You yeah. would agree with that? Like I said, I think ACC, uh, you might disagree, but I think ACC is in that conversation now. But you think it's better than any of those three? I think, I think the big tens dropped off. The big 10 to me is getting, you're telling me the ACC is better than the big 10. Well, I guess they do have what? Six top 25 teams. right? And with, no, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't, you can't say that this year, dude. But who the fuck is like elite in the Big Ten? Maryland? No, but who's elite in the ACC? Dude, I'll take legit right now, head up Louisville, Duke, uh, Florida State, and maybe. To beat Maryland? All of them? Virginia to beat Maryland. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Dude, Maryland I, is. I was going to say maybe Louisville. I, I think Maryland will beat Florida State right now. I think Maryland will beat Florida State in the tournament. Maryland's suspect, dude. They fucking eked out some very lucky wins. I think there's a few teams that I would think are dangerous, dude, but they still had to win on the road. Michigan State is suspect. Fucking. But Duke just lost to Wake Forest, bro. You can't. True. And they lost to NC State. They lost three to three out of four to a. Well, Duke is suspect a little bit, too. That's my point, but though. If I but had there's to take deeper. Duke against fucking Maryland. Dude, um, like the seventh best team in the fucking uh, ACC is like Clemson. The Big Ten is definitely deeper than they. That's what I mean. It's like every night you have to earn your wins. Yeah. It's so so when you shit on Maryland for you having to come back from 15 again at Minnesota, Minnesota is a lot better than Wake Forest. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. I think Minnesota's well, record is watered. If season. you put Minnesota in the ACC, they would be one of, they would probably be like on the bubble. Yeah. Right Wake now. is Johnny come lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't have the Pac-12, and I have it like this. I have it like if, off the top of my head, as of this minute, I would say Big East, Big Ten, Big Twelve. Ugh, then after that, it gets tricky. Yeah, because I think you can kind of make that argument for the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 doesn't have nearly elite as the ACC, but I think it's a much deeper conference, though. I mean, ACC. SEC is deeper. No, no, I don't know. Vandy sucks, but Vandy's like competitively sucks. There is a big fall off after that top four in the ACC. I mean, NC State's respectable, but Notre Dame's an, a, a pretty mediocre team. Like right now, if you put Notre Dame against your average team in the SEC, like Notre Dame plays, I don't know. Let's go Mississippi State right now. I take Mississippi State. Me too. Yeah. Notre Dame plays Less so than I would have at the beginning of the season when Mississippi state was playing good basketball, but um, Notre Dame's getting Notre Dame's decent, but th- with that, look, there are four good teams in the ACC. I think Virginia has emerged into that category as a good team yeah. at this point, but then there's a huge fall off. So it's not a deep enough conference to, to be in that argument. So I, I stand corrected. But do I put the ACC fourth? Maybe it's in that same ballpark as, 
It's tough. I think you can make. I actually think you can make a valid argument that the SEC is better than the ACC. Yeah. I think. I think you can make a valid argument that. I don't know that the Pac-12 is better. I just feel like the Pac. I think the Pac-12 is worse. It's weird. It's how you value it though, because I think the Pac-12 is deeper. I think I'd rather play Miami or Wake than I would Washington or Washington State or Stanford or yeah Cal. Well, Cal maybe is on that Wake level to me. Even though they've been better the second half, they're getting hot like Wake is. Yeah. They've been shitty overall. Yeah. SEC. SEC is actually kind of good. SEC fell hard though, man. They beat each other up. All these teams were playing good ball at the beginning. None of of them are elite. I don't know how many of these teams could be there in the Sweet 16. Kentucky's the only elite team in the entire SEC. Auburn's counterfeit. LSU, Mississippi State, Florida. LSU has talent. Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas. They all... Have had moments, and they all. But you think for sure, Virginia is better than those teams you mentioned, like Arkansas and, and Tennessee. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I yeah, I guess from a coaching standpoint, but I just feel like if they were to play tomorrow, it, well, like it's if they, not if, a guarantee that it, Virginia would would beat them. Virginia finds themselves within a possession of every team they play. But you think maybe, they've been like, winning most of that's those true, games. and they won the national championship last year, so you have that in your in your corner. I just feel like tomorrow, if it's Mississippi State and Virginia, I don't know who the fuck I'm taking. <laughs> well, dude, I guess right now I'd favor Virginia, but Mississippi State's kind of hot. They won like three or four in a row. I feel like. All right. Let me see. I, mean, I guess I go Virginia, but I feel like Mississippi State has better players on their team. They have that that fucking uh, big man who's a beast. Virginia in their last seven games. Let's it's see. Seven and one, right? Duke is a good win. Virginia Tech's not a good win. Pitt is an okay win. Boston College not a great win. You know, it's kind of been a counterfeit seven game win streak. They haven't beaten anyone of like true quality in there. Uh, granted, they've won. Pull up Mississippi State's past seven 11. games. We're just fucking. I like this. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck the audience. Fuck the audience. <laughs> what kind of podcast tells the audience to go fuck themselves? This is the college experience. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Uh, I'm all over the place. All right, whatever. We can go to the next Twitter question. All right. All right, so what is UC- uh, we answered the UCLA to get to the dance. I'm going to pull this up now. Mississippi State's last few games. Uh, beat Missouri. Beat Alabama. Lost at A&M. That's beat a bad South loss. Carolina. Won at Arkansas. Lost at Ole Miss. Beat Vandy. Lost at Kentucky. Beat... I think Virginia's yeah, it's they're they're very but but they have I don't know I feel like on a talent level if you gave Tony Bennett Mississippi State's team he would do more yeah with it than than Virginia this year but that's true well you're just thinking because they don't have any scores but Virginia has any natural scores but Virginia and they got a guy who get ten blocks in one a game a bunch of scrappy ass defenders a bunch of scrappy ass defenders on Virginia you're a fucking scrappy ass defender right uh. Yeah. All right, next question is from Matt at MW Hansen 2020. You have to bet on one of these coaches in the tournament. Who do you take? <laughs> this is funny. Sean Miller of Arizona, mm-hmm. Bobby Hurley of Arizona State, Chris Mack of Louisville, Frank Haith of Tulsa, or Shaka Smart of Texas. Now, what he's making the comparison is, by the way, you know, Shaka Smart's never won a tournament game at Texas. She's been in two or three times. They've lost in the first round every time. Mm. Um, his thing here is that in the tournament, they've had bad success. 
Although I do believe Bobby Hurley won one uh, with Buffalo. With a- ASU, they've lost in the first round, I believe. Yeah. Well, they've got, they've been they lost to Syracuse so and they lost to St. John's, I think. I think they beat St. John's, actually. I think they might have beat St. John's. But I get your point. Um, well, he was the one that jumped off the page to me. I mean, obviously, Sean Miller. Sean uh, Miller, notorious for choking. Though. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I think, um, yeah, what, didn't they fucking like. With DeAndre Ayton, what were they like a two seed and they were out? Yeah, in like the uh, you know I think the answer actually is Shaka because he got VCU to a Final Four. That's true. Yeah, as far as like like Hurley's know, had a little bit of success. When I look at Bobby Hurley, like well, I guess Sean Miller at Xavier he went deep, right? I have to look into. That. I still think the play is Shaka, right? I think you may be right. From what I've seen this season. I would bet money on Hurley to take it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Haith at Tulsa is a true wild card. Yeah. <laughs> true wild card. Uh, Mac at Louisville, though, now, but he struggled in the tournament when he was at uh, at Xavier. Huh. Interesting. That's a good question. I'm going to answer it as uh, Shaka Smart. You're taking Shaka as well? I'm taking, based on history, obviously, you got to go with Shaka. Okay. Uh, he has a second question, and it says, uh, which car dealership does Steve Alford work for? Pearls or Calipari's? <laughs> <laughs> this is going back to last week's uh, Bruce Pearl is the ultimately used car salesman. We forgot a, a real used car salesman. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh, so Bruce Pearl owns a car dealership. Yeah. We, we did a hypothetical here because he's the ultimate used car salesman to me. Yeah. And his employees are Dana Holgerson, a uh, football coach of Houston, former coach of West Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh, we said Calipari has a legit one. He like, he's a real salesman, but yeah. he's a He's still a, a car salesman. Yeah. And Izzo works there. Yeah. Uh, or Izzo works yeah. for Calipari. One of the two. Izzo, Izzo might just be like a scumbag school principal. And I was thinking <laughs> about that, but I think he's got, he's just, just enough flash on him that he's doing. I some- don't think they like the Pearl one is the ultimate scumbag one. Yeah. That's like the Bruce Pearl where he owns the dealership. And he comes in. He's got Holgerson. He's got Jerry Glanville there. He's got <laughs> well. The one we forgot is uh, is uh, Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins. Anyone Bob Huggins is a janitor rest- there, though. Right. <laughs> he he'll, he'll clean the cars. You know That's what I mean? Like what about Rich Rodriguez? Do you think uh, I could see a little bit getting a little blowjob? Petrino probably there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, all the characters, uh, all the all the scumbags. Who's like another slick character that would... Tarkanian might have been uh, an employee there. In see, the I time. think Tarkanian got a bad rap. I think he was an honest guy. Uh, Tarkanian was definitely working at the uh, Armenian dealership, just <laughs> hustling. Uh, but dude, his players bat for him. Yeah, they bat for him. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I'm saying like he successfully sued the NCA and won. And the more that we've gotten to this point. I think he was villainized because yeah, he took kids from the inner city and they're playing Duke and a bunch of white guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Especially I don't know in that era. Like, I just think, I feel like I, the more that I, I watched that, you know, documentary and I was like, man, maybe I, maybe I had this guy pegged a little wrong differently. Yeah. It seemed like a genuine dude that was Good just trying. Dude. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's funny when I uh, went back and watched, uh, forget what, I think it was that eighties documentary on uh, CNN. I forget what, what exactly it was, but uh, the eighties was like the Ronald Reagan return to like, uh, supposed family values and like the, the, yeah. the, ri- the war rich, on drugs, rich white family, the war on drugs. Well, like right. meanwhile, and you- Christian Leitner was the poster boy of the end of that era right before grunge kicked in. 
And Jar- Jerry Tarkanian. Tar- the villain. Yeah, right? the villain at the time. Dude, yeah. uh, same with Notre Dame, Miami. But, uh, yeah, same thing. In football. Yep. Our, our, my guy, Arnett. Remember Arnett? We went yep. to his house. Yep. You should ask, well, next time we hang out with Arnett, you should ask him uh, about the crates of machine guns that were left on the tra- railroad tracks in South Central. By the way, Colby, a lot of street cred <laughs> for having friends that are in the crypts just hey. partying down in South Central. Hey, that's my guy, man. He's a good former dude. former security guard for Wu Tang. He is a good dude. From what I'm like, this isn't like a. Uh, I, w- I won't specify the gang, okay? Yeah. But some of the people that are members of gangs in L.A., the coolest motherfuckers on the nicest. Well, people, people don't, under- don't understand that you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's not like I, I. This one woman was killing me one day. She was like, "Uh, no, you have a choice." When Nipsey Hussle died. You know, and I I didn't, you know, go crazy. It's like, no, you don't have a choice. You're one or another, or if not, you're going to be, you're going to, yeah, it's not your whitewashed little fucking Tucson, Arizona or wherever you're from. But I'm saying like right. this woman that could not, under, could not grasp that. I'm like, I don't think you understand. Right. I don't think you understand at all. If you're not part of them, yes. you're against them. Yes. And you don't so have an option. Yes. yes. But anyway, his, uh, his thing, he's got great stories of like, how as as young teens, all of a sudden, lots of heavy machinery showed up randomly on trains. Machine guns. Yeah, and essentially that uh, if you go, I don't know. We're getting political here, but I'm saying the Reagan era yeah. definitely has some. Like some yeah. Have, have Crips some against bloods. Guns, right? Yeah, he goes, dude. He was like, I was just sitting on railroad. Like we would go walking to the railroad tracks, and it's just like crates of guns. <laughs> it's just up for grabs. Purposely. That's like crazy. I don't know. I don't know Steve what the fuck Alford. we're talking about. <laughs> Steve Alford. This is the college experience. We're a couple idiots. <laughs> he he, 100% is at Calipari's dealership. Uh, Yeah, I, I'm not buying the Alfred thing. The Huggins is, I mean, I, I'll buy Alfred at, at, yeah. At the Calipari dealership. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying him in at, at the Bruce Pearl. Yeah, he's not. The Bruce he's Pearl not. has like more of a, I, I feel like Huggins is a janitor there. The top salesmen are you got you got Holgerson who's definitely in midlife crisis. <laughs> he's, he goes to the strip club, doesn't fuck another, doesn't hasn't been fucking other chicks once to, yeah. but he's married, got a couple kids at home, you know. <laughs> like but he's at the strip club every night, just like drinking himself looks to death. Like Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul, <laughs> he actually he's slipping. Bobby uh, Petrino is Jimmy. Bobby Petrino is like the guy who chaperoned Holgerson. He's like, dude, there's a lot of pussy out in this world. You got to attack it. You know what I mean, like. Now you sell some cars, you get some pussy, right? You know what I mean? Like Petrina's Petrina's done it. I mean, Rich Rod, all of these dudes <laughs> are cheating, philandering. I feel like there's more that we're just totally whiffing on though. Oh yeah. I like mean, totally whiffing on like some, some I mean, classics. Bobby Bowden was working Bobby Bowden. at a used car dealership yeah. down in Florida. Yeah, I feel like he's in on there. the side on the weekends. Yeah. He probably was selling cars. <laughs> He probably, probably had a dealership. Right. Exactly. The dealership. I, that's actually a strong, a strong, I would bet heavily that he had, he had a dealership there in, in Tallahassee. So right. he's working with the boosters. They're giving him, they're paying fucking $20,000 for a beat up ass. Like, yeah. Antique. But Pearl just screams the ultimate to me. Yeah. He just has that loud personality. Like uh-huh. yes, you can buy this car. It's a, you know what I mean? Dude, like the picture you put on the, uh, <laughs> on the right. uh, SGV. Oh, 
but uh, there's some other coaches out there too. I'll try to I'll, we're over the next couple of weeks of the podcast. We'll try to assemble our team. Yeah. Over at uh, Pearl. Yeah. We'll go to Pearl automotive. Yeah. yeah Pearl Chevy Pearl Chevy in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Southwest Houston or right. something. I don't know. Like uh, Chattanooga yeah, uh, uh, in Odessa, Texas. Right. <laughs> uh, next question is uh, from at the underscore dick puncher. <laughs> Always a great the name. Best, the best name in all of Twitter. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, where specifically does Bill Walton fall on you and Patty C's list of co- top college hoops announcers? And why is he not higher? He says you have Dickie V number one. I have, uh, well, historically speaking, yeah, he's great. He's been there I don't so think long. There's a, a more annoying human being on the face of the planet than Dick Vitale in terms of, uh, well, he used to do the games with, with, uh, Mike Patrick, Mike Patrick, great announcer. I, I miss when he used to do Sunday night NFL back in the nineties. Yeah. I'm a big Mike Patrick guy. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm super familiar with Mike Patrick. Well, he was cause he was the more, uh, like play by play dude. Yeah. Uh, laid back one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gus Johnson though, definitely comes to mind. Um, hold on. Who were we just, uh, Dick Dickie Vitale. B. Yeah. Dick Vitale is like, uh, Who's the fucking guy that uh, talks with them? What? I forget. That's kind of his <laughs> level of annoyingness. He played the parrot in uh <laughs> What the fuck? God damn it. I got to look this guy's Did, name. I played a parrot? In uh, <laughs> Aladdin. I'm trying to... I haven't seen Aladdin, bro. This We've been like through 1993. this. We've been oh, through you've this. never seen that? Or Lion King. You un-American piece of shit. I ha- I'm the young... I mean, you're the youngest, too. I don't know how the hell you saw this thing. My brothers were why I was watching... The Baltimore Stallions instead of watching Lion King, right? Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh, really? That's Damn. the equivalent. I thought you were going to say like Alan Arkin. Who the fuck is Alan Arkin? <laughs> Alan Arkin, famous actor. He's in Argo. He's in, a, he's in the original Jerky Boys movie. Classic movie, by the way. <laughs> I wonder how that holds up today. Haven't seen that in 20 years. This guy looks like. Uh, you don't know Alan Arkin? No. I'm I'm looking at his picture and I've never seen this guy in my entire life. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> You're a liar. Okay. Either way, my point is <laughs> fucking uh, Dick Vitale sounds like about as annoying as Gilbert Godfrey, but the fact that he's been doing it for 30 years makes him the undisputed, most recognizable voice in all of announcing, more so than even fucking like the Keith Jacksons of the world back in the day. Yeah. You know, I think he may be the most recognizable voice in broadcast history you mm. know and so you have to appreciate that guy whether you like his voice or not it's it is synonymous it is the same exact thing as college basketball so appreciate it he is number one all time fuck you anyone else who answers differently gus johnson again good for a game that would otherwise not be interesting turning it into an interesting game. No, he's just always got that great voice. But he it's just it's too much. It's over. Too much. Not for me. Save save some juice, buddy. I don't want you screaming at the top of your lungs going into a commercial break during the second quarter. I think quarter. that's the way you know what though? I find you a little bit contradictory here because those old play by play announcers that do football where there's Anthony Carter, he was doing the same shit. Well he's got a cool voice. I think Gus Johnson's voice is cool. Gus Johnson's just screaming. And what the Anthony Carter guy's not that guy it sounds, sounds like, like he's, he's got like smoked. 34 cigarettes in his mouth right. and he's screaming at the same time. Right. Bob Uper we're talking about <laughs> way different. I, right. I think Gus is doing a great job. Great job. I think he's good too. We do need more, more personality though. What do you think of Bill Walton? 
Bill Walton is fantastic. Uh, I enjoy him too. Just yeah. cause I, there's so once again, it gets to the point where I don't even think Bill Walton's very good at that job, but there's so many suits that are the same people yeah. that don't differentiate themselves from one from the other. It's like going NFL coaching route. Yeah. Yeah. It's just blah. Yeah. I will say this. Bill Walton is always up to some shit. That's like way like off the radar. If you want to talk about personality, like there's going to be a reference to, to classic rock in every game I watch. I watch a lot of that because he covers a lot of the pac 12. Yeah. And uh, you know, a, a, somehow Arizona will miss a shot and he'll go back to how the rolling stones <laughs> didn't fold under pressure. You know what I mean? Like, or something to that, to that extent, you know, man, no, which is great. I love the Rolling Stones. Well, I've but seen him like, all right, it's just, they had a clip of him like getting massaged by, or giving a massage to one of the other guys on, the, I think the other announcer and like, they're both in their underwear and they're what? creasing each other. Yeah. I'm dead fucking serious. And they just cut to this shit whenever he's on like some random shit like this. It's entertaining, but it's distracting. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, Bill Walton, three time national player of the year. No, he, that, that you, People who can talk all the shit they want to about his announcing, but the dude could play ball. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he could play ball all day. Uh, Barry Switzer also worked at our uh, uh, our car dealership. Uh, 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 uh. He is one of the lead salesmen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel like man, we're miss, missing out on some. Oh, gems there's so here. many, dude. There's, there's some gems here. We, we gotta go get through this, the ranks. Of we gotta get the staff together. But I might have to do a write up <laughs> on the ultimate car dealership. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, time for the database top 25. But before I get there, I want to tell you guys something special. Something special. College experience is brought to you by Burrow. Yeah, Burrow, not Joe Burrow. <laughs> Burrow, even though New Year's resolution season is over, there's still a lot of new stuff to get excited about. New decade, new election. I'm not really excited about that. Anything can happen. Um, so with the, all this newness in the air, maybe, just maybe, you're noticing that the overstuffed, flaky vinyl couch that Patty C has in his fucking living room, and I do too, actually, <laughs> uh, you got secondhand from Craigslist is due for an upgrade. Huh, Patty C? Yeah. Make a change. Class it up. Everyone can get behind making a change. Everyone can get behind replacing it with a brand new burrow sofa. It's called the dead of winter for a reason. Patty C now that all the holiday prep and the fest, you know, all the you know festivities, all that nonsense have died down. There's a bit of chill, you know, a bit of a chill period before mother's day hits and all this other stuff. You know, relax. You're staying at home. You're watching March madness. You're kicking it. You know what would complete that would be a new burrow sofa in your space coming home after work. Won't feel like a last resort. You'll slam down that, 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 that girlfriend of yours on that sofa and you take her to plow down. Boom. Burrow sofas (laughs) plowing your girlfriend on the sofa. Honestly though, burrow sofa is fantastic. They got, uh, Durable fabric that's naturally scratch and stain resistant. That's important. That is important. Actually, I think I might uh, have that same thing going here because my dog sits on this couch all day. Um, you can customize it. Pick your fabric, you know, whatever color you want, leg finish, armrest style, length. You can even, uh, you know, add an ottoman. Man. You know what an ottoman is? 
Is it it's, a, believe it or not, it's not a fish. Is it an empire? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this fucking guy over here. Hello. Uh, it's easy to set up, easy to move. You can set it up yourself in minutes. Add or remove seats if needed. What's I mean? That's it's, it's literally like you're playing a video game, right? You can even convert a love seat or a sofa into a corner sectional in the future. More than just sofas, Burrow's genius sleep kit transforms your your comfy sofa into an even more comfier bed. You can get rid of your fucking bed, Patty C. Just get a sofa couch. Boom. At Burrow. Efficient space saving. Burrow also offers a collection of affordable rugs, coffee tables, love seats, armchairs, and ottomans. Free one week shipping. Call to action here. Come in. This is just you, you got it. You gotta get $75 off your purchase. And uh, free uh, free one week shipping at burrow.com slash SGP. That's B U R R O W dot com slash SGP for $75 off at Burrow. You're sitting on that uncomfy couch right now. I need to go to Burrow. Go to Burrow and be uh, like Joe Burrow. Living in the life of lap you, of luxury. You switch it up. He was at Ohio State. It wasn't working. That's you switch right. it up. You go to another. Boom. And then you're a champion. You call in Burrow. You're a champion. You win a fucking championship. You're wearing a hat. So you got a cigar, big just like he did at Joe. the end of that 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 game. Just smoking a cigar, could give a shit about it. The whole world's problems. That's right. Just sit, relishing in victory. Congrats to the man. I'm pretty sure he has a burrow couch. We tigers on this podcast. All right, database top twenty five. Let's get the hell out of here after this. Huh? I'm sick of talking to you. At twenty five, I'm curious. If you have a, a different opinion of my 24 and 25 and why I have this team 25th. Okay. I have Michigan State at 25. The Spartans. Okay. That was a big win at Maryland College Game Day. I feel like they're starting to pick it up. I was impressed. They also beat Iowa the game before. Those are two big wins. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're showing life. Classic Izzo as you head into March. Yeah. But I almost... I didn't have them ranked, but I put them at 25. But at 24, I have the Illini. Okay. I think some I people... Do have a little... Yeah, you think Michigan State's better than Illinois, huh? Well, as of the last couple of games, yeah. I wouldn't have had a, much of a problem with Illinois that. also won two in a row. That's true, but they squeaked by Indiana. A win is a win is a win. Yeah, but a win, a blowout win over Maryland is a much better win than a squeak against Indiana. I still have issues with Michigan State scoring the ball. I know they have the past week. Yeah. I'm curious when they step outside Big Ten play and play something they haven't seen, if that's going to be an issue. Normally, we trust Izzo, right? Historically. But I think that's almost a thing in the past. When we've, when I've been doing podcasts and covering college basketball for a long time. It was a few years ago that Middle Tennessee State shocked Michigan State. Last year, Bradley almost did it in the first round. Michigan State, though, is a threat in the tournament. Do you think it's a thing of the past? I just feel like the past couple of years, it hasn't been the same Michigan State that for forever we'd seen. That's true. I agree with you on that. Mich- wasn't Middle Tennessee State a 15 that beat Michigan State, by the way? I got these 15 seeds I mean, sitting all over here. Michigan State, to me, is is still a thorn in my side. Obviously. Uh, sticks in your crawl. Sticks in the crawl. That was, I, I don't know how much Virginia was up on them in the tournament when they <laughs> put that full court press on, and yeah. it was just... I I, was, I came close to crying. <laughs> You're still going to scream. I see water in your eyes from here. They're, you filthy animal tearing up as we speak. I got the Illini at 25 at, tw- I mean, at 24, I got at 23. I got the UCLA Bruins. I just went ahead and put them there. When you're that hot, who wants to play this team right now? 
they're playing good ball. You know what sucks for them is they have a week off. That could actually hurt them more than it could help them. It could for a team that's in rhythm, Um, especially a defensive team. And you know what? It it typically is teams that have a defensive approach to the game or coaches that have a defensive approach to a game where you see the tide turn. (laughs) Easily, yeah. When the team buys in, you know. You really see the tide turn. Yeah, and they start eking out wins, and then lo and behold, they get on a hot streak. And that's happened with Cronin. Hopefully... They keep the momentum because it's a fun story to follow this year. All right. At uh, 22, and I'm hoping this team, once again, projected. A lot of them have not projected as like a 14. Mm. So potentially you could see uh, a rematch of Duke and Stephen F. Austin. Because I got the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Love that name too, Lumberjacks. Oh, yeah. One of the best. Uh, This team's athletic. They make plays. They win. (laughs) They won at Duke. That's looking worse and worse though. When that when yeah. Wake for but but that you know what Duke hasn't been winning it or hasn't been losing at home much. That's true. It's used, it's so it speaks more volumes. Was that NC State game on the road? It was. Yeah. They get NC State uh, to, by the time people are listening to this. NC State plays in Durham tomorrow. Who are you taking? I'm taking Duke. Me too. Where was that uh, Wake game played? Wake. So all three of those losses yep. were on the road. Mm, tough. I got the Lumberjacks at number 22. At 21, I got the Houston Cougars. Patty C., do you see this team in the Sweet 16? I could. Okay. I don't, but I could. Uh, it's close. Okay. They're right there. At uh, number 20, I got the Ohio State Buckeyes out of nowhere. This is the strange, one of the more strangest teams in college basketball. They were awesome to start the season, and they went to horrible. And then they went to somewhat average, and then they went to really awesome again. Playing very good ball right now. You see them in the Sweet 16. I can see them getting about right there as well. Okay. Next up, at number 19, they drop about a good amount of spots to the Creighton Blue Jays. Could you see them in the Certainly. Sweet 16? Certainly. Absolutely. Elite eight? Sure. Okay. Final four. I don't see why not. Okay. I think the, lot, the top end of the Big East is super capable of going deep. I expect one of them to be there, at least in the Elite Eight. All right. All right. You heard it here first. At number 18, we got the Virginia Cavaliers. Honestly. What? Sweet 16? <laughs> I don't know. I see them. Elite uh, Eight? I don't think. I, don't, I think they're going to go out early. I think they're just like they're going to run into a team with more firepower and Hey, he's an honest fan. You can you can tell here. All right, at number if they do if they if they get through it, it's going to be another same as the end of, of the tournament last year, miracle yeah. after miracle. But I, I just can't see this team like putting the pedal to the metal and and blowing anyone away. At number seventeen, I got the Northern Iowa Panthers. Patty C. Sweet sixteen. No. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, you got to watch some AJ Green. Burn. I'm going to say the Panthers. They've done it before in the past couple they of years. They are good. They're capable. He's saying no. They put the foot on the gas. They, they, they're leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of that conference. But At number 16, I got the Duke Blue Devils. Final four? Elite eight. Okay. Okay. At number 15, I got the Maryland Terrapins. See, I have Maryland ranked higher than Duke. Okay. Maryland, where are you taking them now? Week 16. Mm. Just two weeks ago, he had him in the national championship yeah, well, winning. Things the- have changed. <laughs> All right. At number uh, 14, I got the Villanova Wildcats. 
Sweet 16 team. Elite eight, no. I mean, again, I could see any one of the big East yeah. teams getting there. Yeah. All right, at number 13. Oh, my God. Why do I have East Tennessee State at number 13? Oh. The Buccaneers? Sweet 16? That's a sweet 16 team. Okay. Yeah, they could. They could okay, give them some love. Yeah. See, Northern Iowa had too many white guys for you to say the sweet yeah. 16. East Tennessee State, you're like, those brothers could jump. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> I know. They uh, can jump. They got some I've guys I've seen that, can that story play out one too many times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, at uh, number 12, the BYU Cougars. Now, this. This team has at least, at least Sweet Sixteen, probably Elite Eight. Sneaky, right? Yeah, no one's talking good. about it. Yeah. Mark Pope, Gittner Mark Dane. Pope. All right, at number eleven, I got the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. You, you're gonna fade them, I think. You've been fading them. I think they're a good team, and I think Garza is dominant. And I think when you have a dominant big, I think uh, final. Dare I say Final Four? <laughs> No. Not by an end. Maybe Elite Eight. Maybe. Doubtful. Sweet 16. We're at the we're at the top 10, but before I give you the top 10 teams, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Well, don't worry, because Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book that provides you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines up-to-date to the second and wagers graded immediately. Plus, they have top-notch customer support going 24-7, and they have some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Ace Per Head also offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. I don't mean mobile like Patty C's Winnebago when he was 22 years old when he was trying to slam pussy. I'm talking about mobile on your phone, all right? Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. <laughs> Sorry. Patty C is showing me a very, very, very questionable, questionable photo by Morton Anderson, the former kicker of the uh, new Orleans saints and Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Just very questionable. Very suspect. Technical kicker. Actually. Uh, the greatest kicker of all times. Mm. Vinatieri. Vinatieri may be the clutchest. Okay, but in terms of sheer range and accuracy, mm. I'd say there's there's no one that's been able to match. Maybe Janikowski, but uh, Lowry in that Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson was before great. that missed field goal. Yeah, he, he that doomed his career. He was like a great kicker for like twenty years. Yeah, I still consider him one of the best ever. But none of those dudes did. did Mark Mosley got MVP, buddy. Mark Mosley, that's true. That won't never happen again. You better start thinking about yours. <laughs> Hell to the Redskins. Uh, at number 10, that's right. If you're wondering, by the way, who you don't know, Mark Mosley, he is a kicker that won the MVP in the NFL. I believe that was in the strike shortened year. Doesn't matter. That's how much football has changed. <laughs> they would now never give it to, you know, anything but a quarterback. Yeah. Apparently, it's so. terrible, right? Yeah. At uh, number 10, I got the Louisville Cardinals. Patty C, the ceiling. That's that could be a final four team. Final four, no 90 championship. You wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I could see him getting there. I can't see him winning it. Okay. At number nine, controversial. Quack, quack, quack. Peyton Pritchard says, suck my dick. Patty. See, you're not respecting him. They're fun. Uh, you know, they have been to a final four recently. 
I could see them going to the Final Four. <laughs> I don't think they will. I, I I see them. You think an early exit for Peyton Pritchard? I think like Sweet Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So everyone, you have every team losing in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> I think a lot of them have to. Someone's got to win these games. Yeah. All right. At number eight, I got the Florida State Seminoles. That's a Sweet Sixteen team too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we get down to number seven, Seton Hall. That's that's a fucking Final Four team. Potential national champion. I think they get they get the top four. I, I don't see there's a log jam up there. That's okay. One of those teams is coming out of it. All right. At number f- six, I have the San Diego State Aztecs. Where do they fall? Probably Elite Eight. You think they're gonna get that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Buying in on the Aztecs. Huh? Yeah, they they've had a good year. They deserve some respect. All right, at number five, the Baylor Bears. I think they're Elite Eight. Okay, no Final Four? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Number four, the Gonzaga Zags. They're right on the, the cusp. The Bulldogs. They're right on the cusp. Uh, They've been to a national championship recently. They lost in a, in a barn burner, but... The, I'm going to, I can't, they're, they're elite eight. They're out in elite eight. All right. And at number three, I got the Kentucky Wildcats. They're a final 14. Okay. I don't know. They could, they could okay. early going eight. with one used car salesman as opposed to the other. I don't know that they're a final four team. They, they don't have the experience. Sometimes, sometimes. I'm not. No, they're not a Final Four team. They're an Elite Eight team team. And I know that there's only two teams left, and I've only put one team in the Final Four. That's Seton Hall. At number two, I got Dayton, the Flyers. They're they're probably a Final Four team. They're having a great year. Okay. And Kansas is certainly a Final Four team. And Kansas is They're probably going to yes. win the national championship. And I know I'm not going very far uh, outside the realm of or using my <laughs> See, imagination. You have three of your final. Your bracket's almost filled out. That fourth one's gonna be a wild card, right? Yeah, I guess there's Jay Huff is gonna be the answer on the fourth. That's right, Virginia's yeah. taking it. <laughs> maybe uh who's fucking Ohio State's coach who earns his money? Maybe maybe uh Jawan Howard has a <laughs> a throwback year. Maybe Bobby Hurley steps up to uh Okay. Something's gonna we happen. We gotta get out of here, guys. Right. This is the college experience. If you can give us a good iTunes review, we'd appreciate it. Uh that's how we get more fans. You can find us on Twitter at, on, on sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. You can find NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore Nick. And you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D Patty. We see any last words. Hey, it's finally uh March, conference tournament time. It's finally March. Let's go. There we go. We, we release our daily picks every day on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check us out. Leave us an iTunes review. Spread. Share. Boom. And we are all over 500 on the year. Yes. And guys, this is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.